Oh. 
five minutes after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nachum Siegel. Welcome to a Tuesday. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program, and we are live in Petach Tikva, Israel, visiting with our friends at Azer Mitzio and NSN. The Nachum Siegel Network is on the road in Israel. And NSN on the road in Israel is sponsored by Aaron's Casino Farms. Make sure to take Aaron's Casino Farms on the road with you this Pesach for all of your Pesach needs. Yesterday we had an amazing day with our friends at Koren Publishers. Today we visit Azer Mitzion, and uh, you get through this program a perspective of what I just saw uh, within the last hour. Really an amazing place that's doing incredible things for people in great need. And we'll explain all of it coming up, of course. Azer Mitzion, well known throughout the world as the... Um, Largest bone marrow uh, registry, largest Jewish bone marrow registry. And uh, that and many other things are what distinguish them in the field of uh, care for those who are um, undergoing medical treatment and their families who are going through very difficult situations. So we have a chance today to visit with Ezra Mitzion, part of this amazing On the Road in Israel, as we and uh, continue here uh, during this week, which will uh, bring us to uh, more great uh, institutions and organizations between now and the end of the week. Miriam L. Wallach is here, of course, basking in the glory of another NSN on the road in Israel uh, week. Welcome to JM in the AM. Thank you. Good morning. Good morning. Baruch Hashem. We are connected to our home base, which includes which includes New York City and Beit Shemesh and a variety of other areas. That's for sure. Um, and here Yoni is uh, acting as our chief engineer, and we are being heard by all of our listeners throughout the world. Hope the snow has stopped over in New York and New Jersey. I hope everyone's over that. I hope everybody just goes to school. That miniature, that very, very small snowstorm that right. seemed to have shut down the city yesterday. Paralyzed them in Atlanta for fashion. Well, yeah, well, Atlanta's one thing, but even I New know, York. I know, but even New York reacted right. in Atlanta fashion. Correct. Shout uh, out to Atlanta. And shout out to the mayor of New York. Correct. Who made sure to close all the schools and... Make everybody panic for no reason. But anyway, um, so yesterday you have to admit, if you were either a participant like you were, or if you were a listener of yesterday's show, you have to admit that our On the Road in Israel got off to a great start with Koren Publishers. We were particularly excited about this trip because we knew we were going to be bringing listeners content and voices and names that they had not been familiar with. And Azer Mitzion is part of that vision. Right. So we started yesterday with an absolute home run at Corin. We thank everyone for at Corin for their unbelievable hospitality. And, um, and today is just more of that excitement, more of that incredible content that we're able to bring people. The, the stories and the narratives and the mission here at Azer Mitzion is just going to knock their socks off. And I remind you that NSN on the Road in Israel is sponsored by Aaron's Casino Farms. So they get a big shout out. Uh, make sure to take Aaron's on the Road with you this Pesach for all your Pesach needs. A couple of notes we didn't get to yesterday, which I'd like to get to now if you don't mind. Oh no, what did we miss? First of all, a big Yom who led that Sameach by Adam Starr. Correct. Who was very proud of the fact that his uh, now hometown of Atlanta was prominently featured yesterday during sure our broadcast. Sure was. Sure was. A lot of Rabbi Star con- uh, you know, confluence yeah. of events yesterday. You had somebody who was once a shliach down there in mm-hmm. Atlanta who joined us. And, of course, the reference to the bookcases in his synagogue, yep. which are filled with Koran books. That was Al- Dr. Daniel Rose. Correct. Right. Also, a, uh, a big shout-out going, uh, going out to Simcha Brick, whose uh, Ufruf was his past Shabbos in Congregation Beth Aaron or by Rothwack Shul. And... Um, 
and once the offer took place, the chasen of the wedding took place on Sunday. I mention all of this because his uh, uncle Ruvain Brick wanted us to make sure to get uh, it to get it into one of the broadcasts. Also, that's Yichas. That is Yichas. Uh, no. Also, Tamar and Ross Rothenberg are being honored yes. tomorrow night. That's happening in Congregation Keter Torah in. Uh, in Teaneck, New Jersey, they're guests of honor at the uh, Yeshivat Noam dinner. So Mazdov to them, Mazdov to the Hermans, Mazdov to Dina Lewin and Becky Weisberg, all the people who are being honored at that dinner tomorrow night. And speaking of dinners, tonight's a very big event for Azer Mitzion in New York City. Um, that is some of the people that might have been here during another uh, time of year um, to see us here are in New York. Uh, the dinner's taking place. Uh, the annual gala at the Pierre Hotel this evening with the cocktail reception beginning at 6.30 at the Pierre on the Upper East Side. And um, Ezer Mitzion, the world's largest Jewish bone marrow registry, is having their tw- their 20th anniversary celebration, celebrating 20 years of saving lives. Who are they honoring? This will not be a surprise to you okay. at all. They are honoring the life and legacy of Harvey and Gloria Cayley, who again have proven... That when they could save and help people it's in the thousands or by the thousands, they are ready to do it. Um, this has been the... Is there I, any unbelievable <laughs> organization that they're not a part this of? This is the fourth or fifth time that you and I have had the chance yep, to wish to them a mazel tov. Obviously, Har- Harvey's no longer with us, right. but, but Gloria's there to accept the honoree. And we've seen Gloria, I mean, at yeah. Cyclone Games. Correct. The same way we have seen her at dinners in which she is being honored, and she greets us, greets you in particular, with the same warmth and humility and sincerity any single time she sees you, they are just—they are good people, and their—and his legacy lives on. Oh, no question about it. And uh, of course, uh, with all that in mind, they're being recognized tonight in New York City. So we say Mazal Tov to them. Everybody out there who's in our audience that is heading to the dinner, you send our best to everybody at Azer Mitzion who are gathered in New York City tonight. Also, we should mention we'll have a chance to do this not only during this show. We'll have a chance to mention it the entire month. Uh, that Azer Mitzion, the world's largest Jew- Jewish bone marrow registry, has a Shabbat of heroes in one of, one of, in one of our favorite communities. Mm-hmm. That's Englewood, New Jersey. And it's coming up uh, on the 29th and 30th of March. The Englewood community is invited to spend Shabbat not only with Azer Mitzion and to learn about and hear about some of the great things that they're doing, but Chief Rabbi Yisrael Mayor Lau, right. I'm speaking of the senior Rabbi mm-hmm. Lau, and Chazen Yitzchak Mayor Helfgott are both going to be participating wow. in that Shabbos. So a lot of people would go just for those two personalities. On top of that, they get to hear some of the things that we're going to be hearing and seeing about today in terms of Ezer Mitzion. I like to think of this show as a kickoff. Yeah. We Good are point. beginning the entire month-long celebration for Ezer Mitzion. There might be a massive dinner tonight at the Pierre. Yeah. Might be, but we're beginning this entire celebration here in Petah Tikva. So we have a month-long celebration, as declared by Miriam L. Wallach, one that will culminate the 29th and 30th of March in Englewood, New Jersey, with two amazing personalities and a close look at the great work of Azer Mitzion. So we uh, anticipate everybody who's in the Englewood area enjoying that Shabbat at the end of March. So we also just, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, go ahead. No, I just want to make sure that we also thank our hosts at the Inbal. Yes, oh. Glad you mentioned that. Our home base, whenever we're in Jerusalem, is the Inbal Hotel. <laughs> I'm only laughing because this morning at breakfast, 
we had a number of people stop by the table, all of whom were from the hotel and different members of the staff, and then people we saw in the lobby, all of whom were checking to make sure everything was set for us and that we were all doing well and the accommodations were great. But Mamash, if you did not know, I mean, it was like we owned the hotel. It was like everybody was just, you know, checking us to make sure we were taken care of, but we were just guests. They certainly make us feel very exactly, good there. Exactly. And at one point, I was having a conversation with somebody in the lobby, and Yael, um, from the inball had to pass in between the two of us. Right. And she's like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm like, no, it really is your hotel. Feel <laughs> free to walk wherever you want. But um, they make us feel very comfortable. They, they certainly make us feel at home. And I think I mentioned... Um, and I don't know if you saw it on social media, but last night I happened to have checked out their brand new restaurant, O2. Right. Which, of course, you and I love the name. Great name. Great name for a restaurant in Jerusalem. They had, um, they've eliminated the restaurant Sophia and right. they've updated it with this O2. The food was extraordinary. Food was absolutely extraordinary, and it was such a pleasurable just experience, dining experience from soup to nuts, literally. What was it that you enjoyed? Was it the lamb, the chicken? The uh, What was it exactly? I you, can uh, tell you what I enjoyed without being mocked, but I will tell you that it was the entire experience, and um, and the place was packed. The place was packed, and it was, you know, it was late. Interesting. Yeah, but still, they were going strong. So uh, a shout-out to Daniela, who was the uh, maitre d' last night. I think she's working the day shift today um, for her hospitality, and, and my thanks to everybody there. We're at Azer Mitzion, everybody, in Petach Tikva, Israel, part of our amazing uh, On the Road in Israel week here at JM and the AM and the Nachum Single Network. Feel free to comment on the app. Go to the NSN Nachum Single Network app for Android and iPhone and comment away. Let us know. Uh, where you are, where you're listening, and of course, any comments you have about Azer Mitzion as you learn, as we will, more and more about them during this show. Plenty coming up, to say the least, if you keep it right here at JM and the AM and the Nahum Siegel Network. Hey, oh, man. 
It's a Tuesday morning broadcast, and we are in Israel with our friends at Azer Mitzion here in Petach Tikva. Uh, we are brought to you, NSN on the road in Israel is brought to you by Aaron's Casino Farms. Make sure to take Aaron's Casino Farms on the road with you this Pesach for all your Pesach needs. We did mention that coming up, the final Shabbos in uh, in March is a Shabbat of Heroes in Englewood, New Jersey, as Azer Mitzion, the world's largest Jewish bone marrow registry, presents a Shabbat of Heroes, inviting everyone to spend Shabbat with Chief Rabbi Yisrael Meir Lau and Chazen Yitzchak Meir Helfgott. And obviously, uh, plenty of information about Ezer Mitzion will be discussed and distributed during that Shabbat. Tonight, Ezer Mitzion is celebrating its uh, 20th annual gala, celebrating 20 years of saving lives, honoring the life and legacy of Harvey and Gloria Cayley. That's happening this evening, starting at 6.30 p.m. at the Pierre Hotel. If you're heading there later tonight, Send our best to everybody in New York. You are participating in an amazing dinner for an amazing cause, honoring some amazing people. Dasi Samusi is here. She's been working at Azer Mitzion for almost 18 years, and we get a chance to speak about the organization with her. She's director of the resource of, of resource development for Azer Mitzion. Shalom, and thank you for having us here, and welcome to JMA. Hi, Nachum. Welcome. Welcome to Israel. Appreciate that. Welcome, Miriam. Welcome to the team. Thank I'm you happy very to much. have you here. It's great to be here. And yeah. uh, working for Azer Mitzion for 18 years, you have probably had many, many opportunities to, uh, to do a lot of good things for patients and families. I can only imagine. Well, it, it is actually quite awesome working here. It's very, very humbling. I think it gives me a great perspective on my, my own personal situation in life. You see the challenges that people go through. Um, through no choice of their own, all of a sudden life very abruptly takes an unexpected turn. And you see the, the broad spectrum of how people deal with it. And you see what their needs are. 
and I'm inspired to be part of Ezemitzion. Now, we have to make this very clear now for our audience. I'm very glad that you, that we've jumped right into this. The world, rightfully, knows Ezemitzion as a bone marrow registry. And believe me, they deserve that reputation to be known for the ability to have collected close to one million uh, people in their re- active people in their registry and to have it at that size now in 2019. But what you just said, a lot of people may not realize, and that is that Azer Mitzion is there when a youngster or somebody in the family uh, is struck with some disease, cancer, or something else. Uh, and in addition to whatever support that you at Azer Mitzion can give to the patient, you are there for the families. And really, the building we're in right now, as much as it does facilitate bone marrow donation, bone marrow swabbing, etc., the majority of this building is to address that issue of helping families as much as possible. Right. It's actually support. It's the cancer patient support. It's supporting not only the cancer patient who might be a child, a, a teenager, an adolescent, a young adult, parents who have cancer. It's supporting the whole family unit. But I think we should take a step back because... Um, while the registry is celebrating its 20th anniversary now, Ezmetion was actually started in 1979, yeah. which makes us 40 years old. Mm. So we were operating already 20 years before the registry was actually open. And I feel that that paved the way for Ezmetion's success to st- start up uh, a registry that has reached the international standards and scope that it is today. So we started out with, you want to hear about it? Sure. Early childhood development, taking care of the elderly, taking care of people who all of a sudden find themselves in the hospital and don't know where to go. We do that. So there are different types of populations, target populations. And of course, cancer became cancer patients or long-term illness. That became right. a very heavy focus. And we do this through a broad network of professional services and an arm army of dedicated volunteers. We have a medical referrals department, we have advocacy unit, food distribution, ambulance, free ambulance transport, which is a huge help for people who are struck by illness. Many times it it crumbles them financially and they can't afford transportation. Um, And then there's all kinds of emotional intervention services. So, So working together with municipalities, with educational network, and with the government and the volunteers, we have a great thing set up. And then came along the establishment of the registry. So I feel that we were able to grow in the services of the registry through what we already had established as a huge nonprofit organization. Now, obviously, to the people in abroad, to the people anywhere in the world, you're interested in what touches you. And we touch 48 countries throughout the world through our bone marrow registry. That's the number of countries that we're working with constantly through the the international registries network based in Holland, World Marrow Donors Association. And we're very, very, very closely collaborating with the National Marrow Donors Program specifically, which is the world's largest bone marrow registry in the United States. So... Here we go. Unbelievable. Now, Dasi Samusi is here. We mentioned in, in the introduction that you're here almost 18 years. So right. what was your first uh, job, task? What was the first thing you remember doing here at Azer Well, first learning about it. You know, um, 
Ezer Mitzion in, in Israel is a household word. Right. So when I came in, I thought, oh, I volunteered in Ezer Mitzion. I helped them with, with office work. I helped them with cooking. I did other things, and I was a very, very good friend of, uh, of the Cholak family. Rabbi Cholak was, Hanani Cholak was the international, um, he is the international chairman. He founded Ezer Mitzion. So I thought, I walked in, I, I know this place already. I, I'm familiar with it. And what n- doesn't cease to shock me is the <laughs> fact that, hey, there's another service and there's another department and it just keeps growing and growing. Nearly 12 years ago, we moved into our national headquarters, the, the Jacob Fried building in B'nai Brak, a nine-story building. And very, very quickly, we outgrew it because the need is there and Ezemitzion is there serving the need. So if you ask me what, what it was the first thing I did, I sat down and started learning. Boy, there was so much to know about what's going on. And, uh, and it's, it's been a learning experience ever since. We mentioned that uh, in this building, aside from the work that's done for the registry, uh, there are different services that are provided for families to the point, and I know you know this, but our audience may not because I didn't know it till today, to the point where there are rooms that resemble hotel rooms that are here for families because we're in an area of the country where there are a lot of hospitals and a lot of good hospitals, some of which, some of whose expertise uh, are needed for the cases that they're presented with. But you have people from all over Israel, north, south, east, and west, that need the services of these hospitals, and they cannot continue to travel on a regular basis back very, and forth Very, to very, very wearing. It's very tiring. A lot of patients don't have the immune system they need to, they're very weak. Um, It's just wearing down. And I think that what's, what's even nicer than the hotel atmosphere here where you have everything you need taken care of as far as your accommodations, meals, a, a beautiful suites, the, the room service, everything, is are the recreational and rehabilitational activities right. that embrace not only the patient, but also the caregiver, the direct caregiver, and the entire family unit. That includes... Arts and crafts, I saw, around the building. Art therapy. Animal therapy. Animal facilitated therapy, which is something very, very unusual and unique for this population right. who are who have an absolutely comprom- compromised immune system. And we are it's operated on the highest level. We're affiliated together with the Tel Aviv University Zoological Department. And uh, we're supervised by veterinarians. And, you know, the kids come in here and they'll run. They love, the. it's called the wildlife pavilion Renat Bakshi Wildlife Pavilion they love coming there they'll walk in they'll cross the threshold and they'll say today my numbers were good I can go play with the bunny rabbits I can feed the chinchillas and and it's it really gives them a boost and in fact when they're hospitalized they wait that it's one of their big motivators the you know the volunteers will come and tell me no um nana the puppy the poodle is waiting for you and they'll say yeah tell her i'm coming i'm gonna get better i'm gonna get out of here i'm coming unbelievable we should also mention there's a theater in this building because the a lot of kids cannot in any way go out to you know to see a movie a presentation etc very often they'll bring in their own family and friends here in a theater celebrities in a theater that has over 100 seats I saw it. It's pretty remarkable. Uh, And the message from you, and you're you're speaking to a vast English-speaking audience right now, many of whom know about the bone marrow registry and very possibly have been involved in the the registry at some point. 
Um, but we, we, I guess we really have two messages. One is that we want everyone to be part of that. We want everyone to certainly be active when it comes to the registry. But also we want people to get involved and realize that there's so many components, so many different things going on here that they and their families can really take a part, even internationally, even from far away, and help support what's happening at Asia Mitzion. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, many times people um, get upset. They they hear, oh, you can only donate, you can only join the registry till age 45. Mm-hmm. And they get upset. Hey, why? Was, I'm not good enough. I'm 46 and a half. Can't you take me? Come on, squeeze me in under the line. And I tell them, well, look, you know what? These are the international criteria, and that's the standard that we, we are operating by. But, you know, in Hebrew, the word blood has two meanings, two connotations. The word dam, damim, means blood, and it also means money. So if you can't give your blood, you cannot donate stem cells, you can donate what we need in order to facilitate stem cell transplants. You can help us and support us in helping us by funding the lab testing that it costs a huge amount of money. We had over 77,000 new members join the registry in two 2018. Each one costs $50 for the initial lab testing for when they join. Do some quick math and you'll understand it's millions of dollars just for the lab testing. So everybody can be a part of Ezemitio no matter where you are, no matter how old or young you are, and um, and welcome aboard. And may you always be on the giving end. I assume, the, amen to that, I assume the uh, website has all the information for people to... Absolutely. Whether they want to be uh, be donors in one way or donors in a different way. Absolutely. And any information they're looking for, they'll find it on the Ezemitio website. Anything else you'd like to add? Uh, many times people tell me, oh, Dasi, you work so hard. And I tell them, maybe we work a lot, but when you're on the giving end, it's a labor of love and you're not working hard. The hard stuff is the people we're helping. They deserve to be saluted. They deserve all the help we can give them and more. Help us help them. Take care. Thank, thank you, you so Nahum. much. A pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. Enjoy your stay. Thank all you the best. so much. Dasi Samusi, working at Azer Mitzion for almost 18 years, director of the resource development here at Azer Mitzion. Encouraging everybody to get involved, get involved both as supporters and get involved in the, in the uh, Bone Marrow Registry and to help Azer Mitzion move forward as they continue now with their 40th anniversary and the 20th anniversary of the Bone Marrow Registry. Uh, by the way, I wanted to, I wanted to add to what we uh, said earlier about the Englewood Shabbos, and not only is uh, Rabbi Lau and uh, Chazen Healthgott going to be part of it, but on Motzei Shabbos, on Saturday night, uh, there'll be a Motzei Shabbos performance with Simcha Liner. And uh, anybody out there who is not able to be at the uh, Shabbat in Englewood, the final Shabbat in March, you have an opportunity to join them on Saturday night and be part of the Kumsitz, um and performance, I should say, not just the Kumsitz, but the performance of Simcha Liner there uh, in Englewood, New Jersey. The web address for Ezer Mitzion is E-Z-E-R-M-I-Z-I-O-N.org, EzerMitzion.org. You can search it online and give now. Uh, you can support uh, the work of Ezer Mitzion in so many different ways. There's so many things going on here at once. It's amazing. Um, and check out the website. You'll see exactly what I mean. EzerMitzion.org. Ezer, M-I-Z-I-O-N.org. Be as generous as possible. More coming up. You're listening to a Tuesday morning edition of JM in the AM. We're on the road. Nachum Segal Network on the road in Israel. More coming up at JM in the AM. Oh, 
J.M. in the A.M. All right. One of the most important pieces of information regarding the uh, Shabbat in Englewood, New Jersey, has now been revealed to our audience. The and website? W- and not just the website. Oh. I'll, tell you, I'll tell you two pieces of information. Okay. And now we can talk about it for the next month. Uh, not only will Rabbi Lau and Chazen Helfgott be part of the Shabbat presentation, but on Saturday night, Simcha Liner is going to be conducting a, um, a wonderful Saturday night event. Uh, which will include a musical Havdalah uh, at Avas Torah at 8.45, including uh, wine, cheese, and halva tasting. Amen. How do you like that? Uh, Shabbatofheroes.com. They're calling the entire weekend schedule a Shabbat of Heroes. So Shabbatofheroes.com, that's the web address, and you get all the information about it, and, of course, the website, frasermitzion.org. So don't forget to check that out. Shabbat of Heroes happens March 29th and 30th in Englewood. With Rabbi Lau, with Chazen Helfgott, and Saturday night it's going to be uh, Simcha Liner, who's going to be performing for Azer Mitzion with the wine and cheese and halva tasting, <laughs> which you won't want to miss. That well, I can tell you. that's for sure, but it's also it's a nice twist. I mean, it brings Israel to Englewood. I agree. 
One of the best things about Israel is the halva. It's one all. of the best things to bring out of the shuk. Tonight, exactly. Tonight, Azer Mitzion has their annual gala honoring the life and legacy of Harvey and Gloria Kaylee. We are encouraging everybody to pay tribute to the 40 years of Azer Mitzion and the 20 years of the Bone uh, Marrow Registry uh, by going to the website at azermitzion.org and becoming part of uh, the supporters of this great organization. We'll be encouraging you to do so, as I said, all through the month of March. Uh, as we get closer to the Shabbat of Heroes, uh, those of you who are at the dinner tonight, enjoy. I'm sure it'll be spectacular. And uh, everybody who has not yet uh, learned everything you need to know about Azer Mitzion, head to the website and keep it right here at JM in the AM. All right, we mentioned Simcha Liner. We'll hear a piece of his music as he's uh, getting set for that big Saturday night performance at the Shabbat of Heroes weekend coming up at Englewood. You are listening to us live from Israel, believe it or not, in Petach Tikva with our friends at Azer Mitzion at JM in the AM. Amor, 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 Amor,
קשים שרוצים רק להרוס. אמרנו את דברו, נעבור גם את זה. אז נצא כולנו JM in the AM as we uh, broadcast from Ezer Mitzion here in Israel, day two of our journey to the uh, Holy Land, brought to you by Aaron's Casino Farms. Thank you, Aaron's. Uh, Nisan Yakubov is with us. Nisan Yakubov is a recipient of a bone marrow transplant almost a year ago uh, with what we are told is, and I can imagine that every story is uh, certainly emotional and full of thanks. He has one of those stories to tell us here on a Tuesday morning edition of JMNAM. Nissan Shalom. Shalom. Nice to meet you. Nice meeting you. Tell me something about the background of this story. Oh my gosh. Well, it's, um, it was very unexpected what happened. Um, <clears throat> it, uh, <laughs> I don't even know. How long ago was it that you, you, you were told this news by the doctor? This was in September 2017. Okay, so pretty recent. Pretty recent, right? Uh, we was very into health. We were um, making sure that we did everything right. And then um, one day, my heart rate was beating very, very fast. I thought I had a heart problem until I went to get it checked. And I was told that I didn't have enough hemoglobin. And my heart was racing because uh, there wasn't enough hemoglobin. It was actually 5.5. And they told me that I, I had leukemia. It was uh, very difficult very difficult to uh, accept it and uh, we had to move forward it was, uh, <laughs> it was did they say that. did they say from the beginning that that the only way to get to good health is through a transplant through a bone marrow transplant what was the uh, what, the, what were the doctors telling you at that time right basically the doctors were telling me that uh, 70% of my blood was infected and that uh, I had to go through uh, chemotherapy, bone marrow transplant. It was uh, very hard to digest, and eventually we had to accept it and move forward. But when it came time, um, the hardest part was when they told me, uh, you need to contact your brother or sister immediately for a bone marrow transplant, which I told them, I'm the only child. There are no siblings. There are no siblings. And they were very pessimistic about it. They said, oh my God, they said, uh, you don't have much time. We don't know if we can get you somebody. The chances of getting a, uh, a donor is one out of 15 million, they told me. We're not sure what country. We're not sure if you have enough time. And uh, I basically... Uh, so, so in yeah. addition to the... Excuse me, I just want sure, to make sure I have this clear. Please. In addition to the chemo doing the job... Right. Right, because leukemia essentially, to, I guess a, a layman can call it blood cancer, right? That's essentially what it is. Exactly. You called it infected blood. So in addition to the chemo doing the job, that bone marrow has to be replaced. That you need good, healthy bone marrow, right, to be transplanted into your body. You have no sibling. One in 15 million chance that there's going to be a match. What happened after that? Right, just, just to add to it, uh, yeah. um, I basically like to keep my eyes on God all the time and um, see his hand and everything. So uh, they basically told me that um, if I get a 90% match, they'll take it. Mm -hmm. They said they'd have to force my body to accept it, and I would be on uh, all kinds of treatments, medications, medications to, to force it, which uh, at that moment, I had accepted it. I, I accepted it. it was a divine decree. I accepted it with love, 
And then the next thing I knew... We're uh, now in 2018, obviously, right? No, it was still... Still 2017? Yes, it was yeah. December 17th, mm-hmm. 2017. But a few weeks before then, I was told that an organization called Ezra Metzion had found a 100% bone marrow donor in Israel um, from an 18-year-old male. We were all just shocked in a good way. We, Do we, we know, and I, I know that this isn't really your focus, but I'm just curious, at, at, does everybody search at that point? Like, are you in a database of people looking for matches? So everybody around the world, including Israel and Zion, are, are, are look, that's how it works, is looking for matches. Exactly. And they found 100% the person living right here in Israel. Exactly, right. Exactly. How soon after that did this person donate the bone marrow? About three weeks later. It was, uh, it was on December 17th, 2017, like I said. Um, the way they do it in Israel also is that uh, they they brought a um, about I don't know a little um, quart of uh, of uh, stem cells right. that, that they put into my arm intravenously, which uh, found its way into the bones and uh, grew into the uh, bone marrow. And I have to tell you that um, I d- I don't know what would have happened. Right, we don't know what would have happened with the ninety percent. We don't know what would But have with happened. 100%. With 100%, I mean, what Ezra Metzion had done, not just finding the uh, the donor, but uh, everything that they did for us, for, for the children, and they took care of everything. I haven't even asked about your family, because that's one of that, that's half of the battle here, is, right? is trying to navigate everything with your family while you're going through all this. Right. And right. they were there, like they are for everybody. They were there, day and night, night and day. It was unbelievable. Uh, you've been healthy since then, Baruch Hashem? I have no words, Baruch Hashem. I just took a bone marrow test, came back 100%. I'm still in remission. Um, I'm, I have no words. I, I really have no words. God gives us land, He gives us rain, He gives us wind, and He wants us to do our part. Ezra Metzion has done everything. I mean, I don't know if people know this, but they have a program where uh, everyone who goes into the army... Right. They do a cotton swab, they collect a database, and someone like me who comes along that doesn't have a brother or sister, they did did everything, they were prepared for everything, and God just made a match in heaven. I I don't know what else to say. Um, (laughs) It's it's not usual where I'm not able to speak (laughs) during a conversation on the air. We are now speaking to a lot of of the Jewish-English-speaking audience in this world, all of whom are probably sitting like we are, almost speechless. And really, most of them probably right now are thinking about their own situation, how lucky they, like I'm thinking right now, are to be healthy, how lucky we are to be given the greatest gift. You mentioned this incredible match that God did for you. Yes. We, who are Baruch, those of us who Baruch Hashem B'li'ayin Hara, are healthy and ha- are living healthy lives, have to remember that he's doing this th- type of thing for all of us all the time. Absolutely. Which is unbelievable. Uh, so Azer Mitzion, um, when we talk about them being there and performing miracles, you are a walking example of that. It's as simple as that. And if any of your family members were here, they would say the same thing. Definitely. <laughs> unbelievable. Nisan Yakubov, a transplant almost a year ago, and uh, now Baruch Hashem, because of the 
incredible work for years of Azer Mitzion. I, I wonder when this person was swabbed, the one who eventually was the 100% match for you. Who knows? They could have been swabbed 10 years ago. They could have been swabbed... Oh, 18 years. Oh, good point. Good point. Good point. An 18-year-old means that it was somebody who was just swabbed almost immediately before exactly. this episode, which was, is unbelievable. It's unbelievable. It's so Darabah for joining us this morning. I, I, in one way, I want to say we really could wrap things up right now because you've just summed up everything in terms of what this organization does yes. for so many people. But I really appreciate you being here today. My pleasure. Tadarabah, kolakavod, and you. continued good health. Thank you so continued much. Continued good health, and Thank we will continue to appreciate our good health, and everybody should continue to appreciate their good health. JM in the AM. <sighs> Uh, when you go to the Azimutzion dinner tonight, you'll, you'll keep in mind that there are people uh, like this, like Nissan, who's, uh, who's got a wonderful family and who's been through great challenges. And Azimutzion has been there for him in the most amazing way possible. That was... Nachum, have you ever met a miracle before? I've met miracles, but this was, this was the first time where I, I, I honestly was thinking to myself... First time I was honestly thinking to myself during the conversation, we really could wrap up the show right now because the entire message right. that we wanted to deliver to this audience was just delivered and also, by Nissan. And you, I mean, the entire story shows the hand of God from beginning to end. It, it's a crazy thing. It's a crazy, crazy thing. No question, but I would add that um, we don't realize uh, the wor- we don't realize the benefits of the of the work that's done. For years, I know this was an 18-year-old, right. and obviously it was, you know, obviously a week or a few months before that we get. But all of this was set in motion 40 years ago. All of this was set in motion with people who had forethought that we have to be there for others to do what's necessary to help them through crises. I don't even know if the people at Asia Mitzion back then realized that these crises would be life and death, not just delivering food to hospitals and being there for families, but literally life and death situations. We are going to find you. A brother or sister, a Jewish brother or sister, mm-hmm. who is going to give you what you need. So this was just uh, an unbelievable discussion, frankly. Yeah, we, we and, and, I'm, and I'm glad Nissan made it through because I almost didn't make it through. I know. Me. I thought I was going to take a mic from one of you for a second. <laughs> there are um, there are organizations that we joke wish they didn't have to exist. Right. This is one. This of This is them, an organization that wishes it didn't have to exist. Right. But it does for a good reason. It does for a good reason, and it's our responsibility to support it. Because, of course, there's always the heaven forbid you should need it. Right. Heaven forbid your family members should need it. We, as a as a people, need to make sure that Azer Mitzion is supported. Oh, by the way, I'm so glad you brought that up because because people don't realize that the swab that that 18-year-old did cost 50 bucks. So for $50, someone is responsible for saving his life. Correct. Which is unbelievable. $50 is like, you know... If I told you you could save life fifty dollars, you'd probably save more than one life, right? Yes, and that's so, a good way to spend fifty bucks. Yeah, so we have to keep that in mind also that when we're sitting on these airwaves and encouraging people to support causes like this, we're we're not simply talking to those who traditionally give large amounts and are you know recognized at dinners, etc. Right, good point. We're talking to regular people like us out there who do have an extra fifty dollars or who want to put. Uh, you know, uh, 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 their fifty dollars in a good place, and look what could happen, which is pretty amazing. Absolutely, and also, and I know we got to do the ID in, yeah, in two minutes, and I'm keeping my eye on that. But oftentimes, you give 
you make a donation to an organization, you don't know where it goes. It goes into the big, you know, cloud of whatever. It goes into the, the, the overall budget. And you know you're supporting a good organization. Here, you know, 50 bucks is going to test the swab. Be, but it's beyond that. And I don't know if anyone's going to address this this morning. It's beyond that because they actually track right. the, the, the swab that you've supported. So if you would buy 10 swabs, they'd be able, correct? Six hundred. Oh, full is six hundred. Got it. Okay. So if you, I. Okay. But we can talk about that. Yeah. yeah. So if, if there's a minimum of six hundred swabs that you are supporting, if there's a minimum of six hundred swabs you're supporting, which is, again not an unreasonable number when you think about it, uh, then you literally will be correct. Th- you, it'll be tracked in terms of what your donation did. Uh, down the road in terms of helping save lives, which is pretty remarkable. It is exceedingly remarkable. You literally have a hand in saving lives. You are part of this chain of God's goodness. It's crazy, but it's 50 bucks. It's unbelievable. It's America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program heard on listener-sponsored digital radio. Around the world, the web at NahumSiegel.com, on the NahumSiegel Network, and of course on the beloved NSN app. More coming up. Yehuda Green is with us. We have plenty to do here at Azer Mitzion in Israel. Keep it right here at the NahumSiegel Network.
J.M. in the A.M. with Azer Mitzion. Day two of our amazing journey. Day two of our incredible uh, stay here in Israel. Big thank you to the Inbal Hotel in Jerusalem. They're our home base every time we are in the Holy Land, and we thank them very, very much. Uh, we're with Azer Mitzion, where we're encouraging everybody to be part of the Shabbat of Heroes at the end of March in Englewood, New Jersey. We'll have details on that coming up, and of course... Uh, it's a perfect atmosphere with the big dinner tonight in New York to give to Azer Mitzion. Literally, as we described earlier, you don't have to give $50,000. You can give $50 per swab and start saving lives here in Israel um, uh, Do so and around the world. Do so by going to azermitzion.org. Go to azermitzion.org. Major General Elazar Stern is with us live via telephone. Also a Haver Knesset. He was the one that introduced Azer Mitzion to the Israel Defense Forces and created the way to swab every soldier that's being inducted into the Israeli army. Uh, General Shalom, and thank you for joining us here at JM in the AM. My pleasure. Tell us about the beginning of this project of getting every Israeli soldier to be swabbed so that Azer Mitzion can include them in the registry. You know, all the rights uh, preserved to Bracha Zisser, Dr. Bracha Zisser, she came to me with the idea. And it was unusual idea. You cannot uh, deny the fact that uh, once you want to have an impact about Israeli society or try to catch as more as you can <laughs> is in the IPF, but more than that, in the first day of the recruitment. Right. So even though that it it no it is not a regular mission for army or for soldier, but in the same time it can give a double meaning towards the Israel Defense Forces. You know, to the meaning of defense, what we are going to defend, and no doubt that first of all we have to defend the Israeli citizen and the jury all over the world, as we feel and we believe. And for one side, it's very clear that uh, we have to defend the physical existence of uh, the Jewish people and of the Israel as a Jewish state. But I identified the... the uh, the opportunity, as I said, to give another meaning. Right. And even though that uh, the general attorney of the army and 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 the medical uh, commander of uh, the army was against it in the beginning, the reason that I was ready to accept for a meeting, bracha zisser. It's because people, one of our common friends, David Hager, told me that if I want to refuse to 
arrange a meeting with her, he, he will agree with me, but he wants me to know that if someone, some kids, is in the last hours of his life in the hospital, and the parents uh, don't have uh, the power, you know, to, to stand aside of his bed, doesn't matter if it's the middle of the day or middle of the night, Bracha is there. So I saw that if we, she is, we are talking about such a woman like that, so I cannot refuse to a meeting. And, you know, <laughs> from, from this meeting, every, everything happened. And, and I'm very proud. And I, I know that all the commanders of the IDF, you know, I'm not there for more than 10 years. And the project is still going on. Right, it still so, exists. Yeah, so even though that it's not a military action, the fact that no one refused to that, even that it's take time, you know, take money even, and it's still there, so for me, it, it, it's another meaning, as I said, for Israel defense forces. Right. You know? Well, we're... We're very familiar with the work of Baruch Aziz, sir, and I'm not surprised that her tenacity had something to do with this decision. Um, General, could you, I know you've addressed it somewhat, but philosophically, philosophically, could you tell us from your standpoint why this fits so well with a Jewish army, why it's likely that no other army in the world would ever think about including a bone marrow registry as a strong suggestion to their soldiers? You know, I think that uh, maybe uh, when you have to find the roots for this feeling, I think that the idea of every soldier has the feeling of we are soldier of uh, the Jewish people, right. even if you are Jew, the Druze right. or Muslim who are here. Right. We know that Israel is the homeland of the Jewish people. Of course, we have to respect everyone who is equal rights, fully equal rights. But but I think when we have draft, and and unlike all the other democracies in the world, and, and the draft is for years, it's not for a few months, it's right. for around three years, you much educate people even when they are in the high school, or of course when they are under your command, uh, that there is much more wider meaning uh, of being Israeli soldier and Israeli fighter. And thanks to Ezra Mitzion, as I said, we enjoyed the opportunity to, to enrich what we are about. And, 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 you know, war, it's not every day. But to save life, it's every day. And to save life in Israel and all over the world, uh, mainly of, for Jewish, but not only, I think uh, it's a huge privilege for all, for all of us, and I'm sure that the chief of staff, all of them, uh, feels the same. Well, call a vote. Are you enjoying the election campaign? No, not <laughs> <laughs> the only one thing that I can uh, enjoy is to meet the to meet the citizen, to meet you know. A high school student, tell them about what we are, what we are looking for. But, you know, I prefer, even though that I can make a, a po- politic, uh, 
from even such a project like that, I, I prefer to leave it aside and let me get uh, electors from other, from other issues that I think that I can contribute, you know, to our common future. Uh, again, I say Kolakavod. Thank you so much for okay. joining us. Thank you very, very much for joining okay. us, General. Okay. Uh, Major General Lazar Stern, a Haver Knesset, and the person responsible uh, for this uh, unique program of the... Um, of the uh, swabbing that takes place at the IDF so that um, more and more people could be included in the bone marrow registry worldwide. Just amazing. JM in the AM, uh, again, a reminder before we go to our Yeshiva League Sports update, again, a reminder that the Shabbat of Heroes is going to be taking place the last Shabbat in March in Englewood, New Jersey. If you haven't heard enough already, and I bet you anybody who has heard this entire show so far, would agree that they've heard enough to uh, inspire them to give. But if you haven't heard enough, or if you want to hear more, uh, be in Englewood, New Jersey for that Shabbat, and join everybody in Englewood Saturday night when the um, when the performance by Simcha Liner is going to be featured in uh, what is being designated as a uh, Saturday night musical Havdalah with wine, cheese, and halva at Avas Torah starting at 8.45 that evening. Information, you can go to uh, ShabbatOfHeroes.com, ShabbatOfHeroes.com. It is Tuesday here at JM and the AM, which means it's time for our Yeshiva League Sports Update. Elliot Weiselberg has that. Our Yeshiva League Sports Update is next, and more from Israel coming up at JM in the AM. This morning's JM in the AM Sports Update is dedicated in memory of my father, Marty, on his 13th yard site. Welcome to March Madness, everyone. We are in the midst of the most chaotic month of the Yeshiva sports season, and it has already produced fantastic results. Straight ahead on the Tuesday morning, JM in the AM Sports Update, a record-breaking Sunday at the JV and Varsity Hockey Championships, and after two nights of quarterfinal action, the semis are already underway in the lead-up to this Sunday's basketball finals. All that and more straight ahead. Good morning, I'm Elliot Weiselberg. When the capacity crowd packed Lawrence Middle School this past Sunday, no one could have expected that they would be witnessing one of the most epic days in the history of the Yeshiva Hockey League and in all of Yeshiva sports. The day began with the JV Championship between two West teams, the Kushner Cobras and the defending champion TABC Storm. The Cobras would get on the board first with a goal by sophomore Ben Orbach. For nearly two and a half periods, it looked as if that goal would stand up on its own, but the Storm would strike back when freshman Zoe Zelig picked up his own rebound and flicked into the Kushner net to tie the game at 1-1. Both teams fought for the final seven minutes of the third with no resolution, meaning that we would have our first overtime JV championship since 2009. Those expecting a quick end would be sorely disappointed as the defense is hunkered down for not just one, but two full overtimes. The golden goal would come three minutes into the third extra session when Ben would find his brother Max Orbach wide open in front of the TABC net to slam home the game winner, giving Kushner its first JV championship by the score of 2-1 to one in the longest championship game in Yeshiva Hockey League history. For those wondering whether the varsity final could live up to the standards set by the JV, it absolutely did. A defensive battle from the start between budding rivals DRS and Frisch, it would be a miscue that tallied the first goal of the game as an accidental clear attempt found its way into the Frisch net to give DRS the 1-0 lead midway through the second. Much like the JV game, it looked for a long time as if the initial goal would stand, but Deja Vu would strike in the form of Cougar senior Josh Levine. Two years ago, as a member of the Frisch JV team, Levine would tie up a semifinal contest with DRS on the power play, en route to upsetting the Wildcats on Frisch's journey to the championship. 
On Sunday, Levine would do it again. Frisch on the man advantage with 2.25 to go in the third. Levine rifled a shot into the DRS net to tie the game up and send our second game of the day to overtime. It looked as if after 10 periods of hockey, we would be headed for an 11th until a Frisch penalty with a minute 7 left put DRS on the man advantage. If you think you know how this ends from that lead-in, you are probably mistaken. An errant pass on the power play wound up on the stick of Frisch Jr. Elliot Eisner, who took it the length of the court the other way and put it into the DRS net for the shorthanded championship-winning goal for Frisch's first championship on the varsity level since 2005. As the hockey season draws to a close, we move to basketball, which is about to reach its fever pitch. This past Tuesday, the JV semifinals were finalized as Mag and David upset MTA 47-41, North Shore down Frisch by 19, and TABC got the best of half to 46-38. Last night, the first of our finalists for this Sunday's JV championship had their tickets punched as TABC knocked off the West Division champion SAR Sting 53-34. The Storm now await the winner of Wednesday night's game between North Shore and Mag and David to see who they will face this Sunday at the Maxstern Athletic Center on the campus of Yeshiva University. Speaking of Mag and David, the Warriors know that they will be heading to YU this Sunday to support their varsity basketball squad, earning their way to the finals with a come-from-behind 59-51 win over DRS last night, behind 19 points from senior Michael Natkin. They now await the winner of Frisch and Heschel, winners of two close contests last Wednesday night, over Hafter and Flappish respectively, to determine the final contender for the 2019 MYHSAL Varsity Basketball Crown. The action for both basketball games will start around 1.15 this Sunday from the Max Stern Athletic Center on the campus of Yeshiva University, but tune into the league website, www.myhsal.com, at 1 p.m. for the live broadcast of the day's action, presented by the Yeshiva Sports Network and Max Live. I'll be on the call for both games, taking you through yet another action-packed afternoon, brought to you by Regal Bank of New Jersey. And that was your Tuesday morning JM and the AM Sports Update. I'm Elliot Weiselberg. We're at the Nahum Siegel Network, JM and the AM, and we're on the road in Israel. NSN on the road in Israel is sponsored by Aaron's Casino Farms. Make sure to take Aaron's Casino Farms on the road with you this Pesach for all your Pesach needs. Yesterday we visited in Jerusalem with our friends at Koran Publishers. Today we're at Azer Mitzion in Petach Tikva as we talk about an amazing topic. Uh, and that is the work of Azer Mitzion for the last 40 years and the work that they're doing helping families, saving lives, and it seems doing whatever is necessary to help people in very difficult medical situations. We do remind you about the Shabbat of Heroes in Englewood, New Jersey at the end of March. Go to ShabbatofHeroes.com. We also remind you that tonight is the Azer Mitzion Dinner in New York, a golden opportunity for everybody, even if you're not at the dinner, to support the cause. Uh, large amounts are certainly welcome, but as we remind everybody and as we emphasize all through this show, for just $50 you could sponsor the swabbing of one person, and that person can certainly uh, be the one who could save a life down the road. Uh, details go to azermitzion.org. Uh, Ofer Yari is here. Ofer received a transplant uh, facilitated by Ezer Mitzion. He was a pilot in the Israeli army before getting sick. Ofer, shalom. Thank you for joining us here at JM and the AM. Shalom. Thank you for having me. Nice to meet you. Same here. Uh, you were in the army from what year to what year? <coughs> Actually, I s- uh, spent only seven and a half years in the army as a, a regular soldier in in. Uh, as a fighter pilot, and then as a reserve until 2003 when I joined El Al oh, company, really? but I stopped flying now for the last two years because I had uh, leukemia. Ah, wow. So you were with El Al for how long? 
for uh, nearly 16 years now. So was that a nice experience? Yes, of course. <laughs> do you <laughs> do you do you do you meet a lot of people who've had nice experiences with Al Baruch Hashem? Uh, Baruch Hashem, yes. Okay. We just like to joke because you yeah, know, no problem. Sometimes it's difficult for people like me to fly, so that's all. Yeah, sometimes it's you know people <laughs> say a lot of things, but actually I, I think that Alal is actually a very good company. Baruch Hashem tries to do its best. Baruch Hashem. Um, so a couple of years ago, what, what were the circumstances that you were informed that you had some type of illness? Well, during the going to flights, actually, I found out that I'm a little bit weak. And I cannot you felt climb. this while at work. I uh, yeah, I, I, you know, sometimes we, we right. climb steps right. to the airplane, and then I climb these steps and with a bag, and it says, "Oh, wait a minute, I'm not that fit as I was." And I was sent to have some blood tests, and I was lucky to get one of the best uh, um, <clears throat> hematologists in Israel. And uh, she found out. That, I mean, immediately she said, "Okay, this is what you have." She sent me to have some biopsies and stuff like that was very difficult for them to find a, a biopsy because I nearly didn't have any bone marrow of my own. And uh, I, they tried first uh, to find a donor through uh, Hadassah and didn't find for three weeks. I moved to another place and then they found f within one week they found a donor uh, from Ezermitzion. No, when is this? This is what year? This is the end of 16, actually j January... Of 2017? Uh, January of uh, 17, yes. I was, now actually I'm celebrating two years of after my bone marrow transplant on the 9th of March. Unbelievable. Yeah. Mazal tov. Thank you very much. So you're in Hadassah. They have their own... No, I'm not in Hadassah. No, no. I was in Ichilov. They used Hadassah. I'm saying uh, yeah. you're, you're, they're trying to utilize Hadassah's resources to exactly. find you a match. They're not able to do so. It took them three weeks. They didn't give me a... Right. a but Azer Mitzion has this large registry. I moved to Tel Ashomer, right? And they found Here in the, within in a look. week, they found through Azer Mitzion a donor. I can say that I myself was, uh, I, w I gave uh, my uh, test uh, for a uh, long time ago. I wasn't lucky enough to become a donor, but my niece was a donor for uh, for one guy, and he, he as he he gave his donation as a soldier. So your your niece. My niece was a donor of bone marrow, and we know the patient that is... Right, so I did, your niece I saved a life. Yeah, yeah Your niece, niece saved, saved a life. I, I wasn't lucky enough, but I was, right. in, I'm in, the, I was in the... Right, so there's life-saving in your family. A lot of life-saving, <laughs> and, yeah. and that's in addition to all the people you carried over the ocean safely, Baruch Hashem. Baruch Hashem. And so Ezer so Mitzion has this match for you. How soon after is this, is this transplant taking place? On March, 9th of March, 17th. So a few was, weeks later. Yeah, a few weeks later. A few weeks later, they do the transplant, and you start feeling better right away? Like, no, what no, happens? no. <laughs> what happens? Explain it to us. Okay, what happened was, first of all, just a, a week before uh, I got the transplant, my, I took Remember, some you described medication. to us that you had no bone marrow. Nearly no bone right. marrow. Uh, uh, one of the doctors tried from Ichilov tried to get some bone marrow from my chest. He didn't manage so to. So to us, the average person, it sounds like... This is quite an effort that's going to be necessary to get you to to be healthy again. I'm very lucky to be here. I I met I I was saved by a Professor Shimoni from Tel Shomer, and uh, I also met a Professor Rowe from uh, Shari Tzedek. Yeah, and he actually told me, you know, you're Ashkenazi, this and this, you're gonna get it's gonna you're gonna get over it. You need a transplant, and uh, that's what happened actually. So uh, actually. A week before my transplant, I d decided to go to uh, Moscow.
to see in Moscow and die maybe. Bermet. Yeah, yeah, really, really. And uh, actually, uh, what they told me in Tel Shomer, don't go because if you catch a virus... Then it'll really worsen then, things. Then, no, you will not, uh, we will not accept you for the transplant if you have a virus. And uh, I was, the, I, I was uh, questioning myself because I got a little bit better because of chemo, not chemotherapy, but uh, talidomide or not talidomide, which is a medicine that had I gone earlier would might have become my solution instead of bone marrow transplant. But uh, unfortunately, I was already very close to acute leukemia, which uh, Professor Rowe told me, you're not yet in acute leukemia. Mm-hmm. Professor Rowe is the one that said, you have blasts in your blood, then above 20%, you're considered acute leukemia. I was in around 16%. Uh, and he said he, that he was the person that actually reduced the, or the, the saying that from 30% to 20%, that from now on from 20%, it's acute leukemia. But wait a second. Take me back for a moment. Okay. So you're thinking, I'm going to go travel. That's what you're thinking. I'm thinking that, you know, uh, in, with God's help, I said, I, I, I talked to my uh, hematologist, uh, I will remember her name, uh, and uh, I told her, listen, I'm getting better by, by this uh, Revlimid medication right. and stuff, and uh, maybe I don't need the transplant now. She said, you know what, yes, maybe. So we, we didn't know exactly, and then she said, no, go make the transplant. Also, Professor Rowe told me a few months before, go do it. Don't hesitate, don't wait, just go do it. And uh, so I told her, and the guys in Tel Shomer told me, if you get a virus in this flight, and this right. is a flight in the, in February, so I said, if you get this virus, you're not. They ca- cannot you, do a trip. We cannot accept you for so the So you transplant. didn't travel. No, I did travel. You did travel nonetheless. I said, this is going to be my sign from God if right. I come back. Right. Some healthy. some might accuse you <coughs> of of taking a big chance. That's my problem. I I'm, I'm, I believe in God, you know. <laughs> So you said, God, if I survive this trip, yeah, I said, and if I, I come back in shape to do this transplant, then we'll move forward. It, exactly. If not, God forbid, then He made a different decision. Exactly. This came, is what you said. I landed back on the thirty-first of February, first of March. They accepted me for the transplant. It took. A How week. was the trip, by the way? W- worth it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've never been in Moscow. So. <laughs> It was very interesting. I hear it's you. beautiful that time of year. It is. So. A bit cold, but... <laughs> so, uh, you come back and... Uh, and I landed ha- on the 31st, and the 1st I was accepted into uh, Tel Hashomer. And how long does that take? Are you there for many days? Is yeah, it-, it takes eight days to get you ready to kill your body, bone marrow and everything with chemotherapy. Literally to replace it. Literally they take be- chemo to get rid of the infected. They get rid of everything that you have right. and your uh, immune system. And on the 9th of March, I had the uh, transplant. And how soon after that? Uh, it took me 28 days. On, uh, on March 28th, I was released from hospital. I started recovering quite uh, slowly, but uh, it, it came to the fact that in November 17, I thought I'm going to go back flying, back to flying. Wow, back to I, work. Yeah, I thought I was uh, recovering very well. I went to the doctor, I said, to the Elal doctor. Told him, listen, I'm going to maybe start flying and let's check in. In January 18, I was, my blood had a problem. I was once again hospitalized for 10 days, nearly died. That was the only, the only stage of. That was like a little blip on the whole thing. Yeah, I had ITP. I had a lot of things. Let's not, we don't, if you want, I can go into Yeah, you don't have to do that. Yeah, but. But I assume the radar screen had a few. (laughs) It was, it was really, this was when the doctors, you know, every morning they come and they see you. And then they give you the what, what they think right. about it at the end. When in this 
time in the hospital and the days when I saw that at the end they're going out to finish their consultation oh, no. outside a of the conference, room. A conference. I said, okay, I know what's happening. <laughs> But then what happened, if you really want to go once again into uh, God's uh, predictions. Yeah. yeah, we like lauding God on this show. Go okay. Ahead. So I, I, was, I was actually put uh, in these 10 days, I was first uh, admitted to room number four. Yeah. Which is close to the nurses, so it's a, it's a lot. Right. But then a woman came that she was a bit more in more danger than myself. I was starting to be okay. They gave me a lot of a lot of things. Everything you th they had, they just inserted into my body. And then they moved me to room 18. Oh, hi. Hi. You so knew said, you were fine. So I said, it doesn't matter what the doctors do. If they finish it, I'll tell you, I'm going to get out alive. Uh, you're a man of true belief. I love it. True belief. Um, so did you get a chance to fly to Dreamliner or not? No. You never had a chance? Unfortunately would not. That, would that be something you'd like to do or not? it's not a big deal? It's First of all, it's a very big deal. It is a big and deal. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a very uh, <clears throat> dangerous thing. Uh, profession damn it of course it's uh, i think you think it's tough on you you ever try to sit in those seats yeah <laughs> i said i said and now i'm gonna sit in them because i'm not that's right now you I really not fly now anymore, sit on the dream glider but yeah but uh, um the pilots are very good and they're very professional doing a very good job right and when you know it's dangerous then you're safe if you think it's easy then you're unsafe it's so funny you say this Because just the other day, and I'm sorry for this, I must, I, you're someone who will appreciate this. The other day, someone is being interviewed on television about safety, and he says there's more accidents at the intersections where there's reliable lights, because people rely on the lights instead of actually looking to see if they're safe. Definitely. So you're right, that when you, when you know you're in a difficult, dangerous situation, that's where, that's where you have to be in... Uh, the point is, we're always alert, and we know that something wrong might happen, and yeah. that's why we are there. How are you right now? I'm getting better. I'm going down on my medication. I hope I'm going to recover quite well, I hope. There's something about your attitude which is just amazing. Everything is in the head, actually. What, what I learned here, once again, also through Ezra <coughs> Mitzion, because I'm participating here in uh, uh, Pilates and meditation. Mamash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So in this meditation... I, I got once, uh, I, we, we did a whole day of meditation here, uh, and at the end I felt, okay, wait a minute, God is telling me, listen to your body, do whatever your body tells you to do, and everything is in your head. If you believe that you're going to get out of it, you're going to get out of it. If you start, and I feel it all, all through the year, because I know that if I'm a bit down, I can feel it, that, that it happens to my, my body. I have pains. I still have pains in my shoulders. It's, I, I have uh, osteoporosis because of the steroids. Yeah. And I'm still in, in a lot of uh, trouble. But uh, slowly I'm recovering. What a pleasure to meet you. Same here. Tadaraba. Thank you very much. Tadaraba and continue and good health. Thank health. you very much, Ezra Yes. Saved my life. Ezra saved your life and Ezra saving a lot of lives. Yes, Hashem. they are. We are learning a whole bunch about Ezra on this journey on this Tuesday here at JM in the AM. I want to thank Ofer Yari who received a transplant through the help of Ezra and everybody out there uh, has an opportunity to support the cause and to get involved in the cause as we learn more and more About the, um, about the incredible work of Azer Mitzion. Go to the website, ShabbatofHeroes.com, for the event that's coming up at the end of March in Englewood, and, of course, a general donation. And to learn more about what Azer Mitzion is doing, go to azermitzion.org. In the last 20 years of Azer Mitzion, 
Uh, we mentioned Ofer's um, a transplant. In the last 20 years of Ezmitzion, 3,100 transplants. Do the math, everybody. They are doing big mitzvot every single day. This time each and every Monday through Thursday, Rabbi David Goldwasser is words that of Zeb and of Levi, whose yard site is today. My father's yard site is right now. And Dozechanishmas Esther Basher of Levi. Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. Good morning. We read Ele Pikudeha Mishkan, Mishkan Ha'edus. These are the accounts of the Mishkan, the Mishkan Ha'edus. Reb Chaim Volozhner asks a startling question. We know that Rashi says, Hamishkan, Shnei Pa'amim, it's written twice. Remez Mikdash. it is an allusion to the future Mikdash, Shenis Mashkein Bishnei Chorbonin, that would serve as a pledge for the two destructions that were going to happen, Alabanusem Shal Yisrael, because of the sins of Klau Yisrael. Reb Chaim asks, how can Hashem take the Beis Hamikdash from us? We say, Rachem al Tzion, ki Beis Chayenu. Have mercy on Tzion, because it is our life. It is the house of our life. We also learn in Devarim, that one was not permitted to take an upper or a lower millstone as a pledge, because by taking that as a pledge, he would take the person's life away. If the Malva wishes a mashkon, they cannot take it from anything in which the lovet has his life depending on. For instance, the things that he needs to prepare, ochel nefesh, his food, his living. Rashi explains that there are things that are impossible to take because life is dependent on them. That being so, Reb Chaim Belezhner asked the question, how could Hashem take the Beis Hamikdash away from us twice. Isn't that considered to be Ochel Nefesh? Isn't that our own very life? Reb Chaim says, I will answer it. I'm saying that when it will come to the time when people will be margish, that they will feel that the Beis Hamikdash is their life, the Etzem Chaim, that our lives depend on it, then Hashem will return it. It's interesting that we read in Yalkut Shmoni, Yeshtor Nigalim. There's a generation that is so waiting, that so desires the Machus of Hashem, that there should be the Geula, that they will be built and rebuilt. Thank you very much, Rabbi Goldwasser. NSN on the Road in Israel is sponsored by Aaron's Casino Farms. Make sure to take Aaron's Casino Farms on the road with you this Pesach for all your Pesach needs. Uh, tomorrow we're our th- with our friends at Shari Tzedek in uh, Jerusalem. Thursday will be at the Jerusalem College of Technology and uh, be inviting our friends from the Medical School for International Health at Ben-Gurion University. It's how we're going to round out our week here in Israel. Today we're with uh, Ezer Mitzion, and uh, again, tonight a big night in New York City as the Ezer Mitzion dinner takes place at the Pierre Hotel. Uh, we'll continue to remind everybody about the big weekend, the Shabbat of Heroes that's coming up. Go to ShabbatofHeroes.com for information about that, and we continue to encourage everybody in our audience to get involved with Ezer Mitzion. Uh, as you continue to hear all these stories, for some of you out there, including some of us. It's the first time we're ever hearing uh, what Ezer Mitzion is doing on a daily basis. 
uh, aside from keeping the bone marrow registry. So get involved. Go to azermitzion.org, azermitzion.org. Want to wish a mazel tov to Tamar and Ross Rothenberg, uh, being honored at the Yeshivat Noam dinner tomorrow night. Mazel tov. Want to wish a mazel tov to Janet and Lior Hode and the honorees of the Young Israel Teaneck dinner that's happening this coming Sunday night. Mazel tov to you. Want to thank our friends at the Inbal Hotel. That is, again, our... Um, our home base in Israel, the Inbal in Jerusalem. We want to thank them for uh, uh, for all their hospitality. And don't forget the Nefesh B'Nefesh Mega Event is in Teaneck this Sunday. Nefesh B'Nefesh Mega Event is in Teaneck this Sunday. We broadcast from there beginning at 12 noon Eastern time with a lot of great guests. Register for the NBN event. Go to nbn.org.il, nbn.org.il. This Sunday in Teaneck is the Mega for Nefesh B'Nefesh. More coming up. This is JM in the AM.
J.M. in the A.M. Tonight is the Azer Mitzion Annual Gala honoring the life and legacy of Harvey and Gloria Cayley. It's happening this evening at the uh, Pierre Hotel in New York City. Starts at 6.30 p.m. Best regards to our friends in Manhattan and beyond. We're going to be heading to that dinner tonight. We are at Azer Mitzion. You're there supporting a great cause. We're here seeing and hearing about this amazing cause at Azer Mitzion headquarters in Petach Tikva. Uh, we are uh, brought to you by Aaron's Casino Farms. Our NSN on the road in Israel is sponsored by Aaron's Casino Farms. Make sure to take Aaron's Casino Farms on the road with you this Pesach for all your Pesach needs. We have an opportunity now to meet the uh, Raff family, Adina, Yoni, and Ilan, who are here in studio, in our mobile studio here at Azer Mitzion. Shalom, shalom. A pleasure to meet you. Hi. It's good to meet you. Where does the Raff family live? We're from Modin. Oh, Modin. We've heard of Modin. Wonderful place. And um, why don't you tell us the story? I don't know who wants to handle this, whether it's uh, Adina, Yona, or Ilan, who wants to handle the story about how you got to know Azer Mitzion. I'll let Adina speak, otherwise she'll correct me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, Adina, you've been nominated. Uh, just briefly, because Ilan uh, knows the story very well, but he had some neck pain that did not seem to go away. And we went to a couple of doctors and they said, it's probably nothing. After about three weeks, the pediatrician said, you know, this doesn't seem right to me. Let's just do some blood work. That was Wednesday. By Thursday, we were in the hospital. He had a bone marrow uh, aspiration. By Friday, he was on chemo. It was a quick diagnosis. He had How leukemia. old was he at the time? He was nine. Uh, he had leukemia. Um, and we just got thrown into the deep ends very, very quickly. But uh, on the first day we were there, we already met Yumi from uh, Ezra Mitzion, who told us it was going to be okay, and they were th- going to be there for us, and boy, was that true. Well, first of all, medically, what was required? Was there a transplant involved? or? So, thankfully, not in the end. The type of leukemia he had is called AML, um, which quite often actually requires a transplant, and at one stage, we did all the tests to make sure we had everything in line. But thankfully, um, you know, we, we didn't need that in the end, and the, the chemo worked, it did the job. And uh, we're very grateful, you know, to Hashem and obviously also to the staff at uh, Schneider Hospital, the doctors, the nurses, and, and the support from the people such as uh, Yumi and, and the team from Ezemitzion that, that got us through and got they us They are through. amazing messengers of God, aren't they? Yes, unbelievable. It's uh, the amount of chesed one uh, witnesses and experiences in these times. Not that I wish it on anyone, but... Uh, is quite uh, quite phenomenal. How long ago was all this, Elon? Uh, like around a year and a half wow. or a year. I'm not exactly sure. Do you, do you remember it very well? All of this that your mother just described. Yeah, I I can remember it really well. And um, I I assume it was a very scary situation, right? Would that be Would that be fair to say? Well, yeah, but I was still nine years old, so I had no idea what was going on. Like I asked my parents what when they told me. I have cancer. I still had no idea what it actually means. All I knew about it is that your hair falls. So that was the only thing I was worried about. I had no idea what really happens. Now I do after it happened. But How do parents speak I to a nine-year-old about a, a, a terrible disease that he has? I mean, every age is very, very different. I think we were very lucky with Elon's age. Um, Elon has taught us to always see the you know, glass half full, always. So in this case, 
we've discussed this a lot, that Elon was at a great age because he was old enough that he's not a child that can't be left alone for a minute. He does not, doesn't need constant, constant care, but he wasn't old enough to fully understand the ramifications of the, of the big word. And right. so when we told him, uh, his first reaction was, Okay, but at least it's not the one where your hair falls out, right? And so we saved that for the day later, and uh, they adjust. Children adjust, become. He was it, he was diagnosed towards the end of May, so he was also quite happy that he graduated. I think it was uh, third grade before before all his friends. <laughs> so uh, there was a silver lining. Yeah, for yeah that him. extra summer vacation. Huh? Exactly. So uh, so so it's it's not easy, but we try to also give him some of the information of what it is. Thankfully, to YouTube, there's also right. movies or that he can right. watch just to try and understand what it means leukemia, what it means to have a blood cancer. Um, just giving some background, but I don't think we ever really discussed with him what you know what the potential downsides, as it were, right. of, and that's nothing that he really experienced. And part of that, I think, is because of the the uh, you know the Benutru from Esmeisdion that were always around and the other volunteers that came in and made things so light and happy. Is a whether it was coming in on a Friday afternoon with all the instruments and, and playing, <laughs> you know, uh, upbeat songs. and You and remember that? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I remember the first Friday we were there, they came in and... It was fun? Yeah. <laughs> you, asked, you asked him before, it must have been a scary time right. for him. I think that if I asked him what his main feeling was from the six months, fear would not be one of them. I think he was... When I asked him f during his last chemo treatments, I asked him if he could think of anything good that came out of this whole ordeal. And he looked at me in a, a funny way and he goes, yeah, almost everything. The, the amazing things that these, this uh, Ezermitzion do that to constantly on a day-to-day -day basis get you through the day. So shifting him to a positive attitude, you would attribute to them. Yeah. You would say that they were responsible for that. Besides the, the huge trips and the everything and, right. and the bone marrow transfer, which is literally saving lives, it's getting you through the day. And this may sound like a crazy question, but I am a parent, so I feel like I can <laughs> somewhat relate. Is it frustrating, bad word, but I can't think of a better one, is it frustrating that he doesn't get the enormity of the situation? Like, is it, as a parent, are you, are you somewhat concerned that, that he, he doesn't realize the battle that he's in right now? I think it's, I think it's actually a brocha for us. I think with older children, that is harder. I think there are times of, of fear and depression that, that you have to deal with with an older child. With him... Uh, there were definitely hard, difficult times, times where he was quite uh, gravely sick um, and in a lot of pain. Um, but those sort of thoughts never entered his mind. Um, and so he didn't have that fear and he didn't have to deal with that. He dealt with the pain and what he was feeling with now and, uh, you know, with people around him t telling him that he'll get through it and, you know, we're helping him. Right. Um, but I think that was, that was really for us, that, as Adina said, with the age, with the, that was a brocha for us and was helpful for him to get through the process. Amazing. Um, aside from the Friday afternoon visits, <laughs> what else, practically speaking, so that our listeners can get a, a, a picture of what Azer Mitzion does for families like yours, what else did Azer Mitzion do to help you through this experience? Well, every day there was some other thing they did. Like <laughs> every Sunday they would come to the room ask, what kind of toast do you want? <laughs> every, like... Um, Monday, it would be waffles. Every day, it would be something else that they would come and do and help. And they would also come and play. Just, just... Uh, they spent time with them. They spent time with them. 
parents need a break. Parents need a break. And as, as upbeat as you can be, you got your down days and they will come in and they will cheer him up and they will send you out to get a breather. And if you have a friend come over and you need to go downstairs, Elon could be left alone. There, We were in a room with a two-year-old who cannot be left alone for a minute. They will babysit him so you can get a breather, so you can go home for an hour. It's it's just, I don't... I don't actually know how you physically can get through it without their help it's unbelievable. it's unbelievable yeah, i think it's also that it's a holistic approach it's not just the parents and the 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 patient um we we have four other children but three older girls um and they have a arts room here which we're able to All bring right. them to i saw it it's beautiful yeah, and they have they have a, a little petting zoo right also so it was nice. a great opportunity for them also to feel part of the process and to also feel a bit of a a hug and, and that support that they were also special and part of something unique. Um, and that, for us as parents, obviously, with the focus a lot on Ilan, it also gave us that comfort that the other children weren't getting left out. Right. And so that was also a very important part of, of what they provided. Were your sisters us. extra nice to you during this whole thing? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> are, are you saying that only because you're on the radio, or you would say it to anybody? <laughs> I would say it to anybody. <laughs> So they were kind of nice to you during the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> That's great to hear. Uh, this whole ordeal is how many months or how long this, from start to finish this entire well, thing? Well, Elon, uh, his, his chemo was six months. And after wow. his last chemo, we were like at the end. He got uh, a very bad infection. He went into septic shock. He was in a coma for five days in the ICU. And That's got to be scary. Up, yeah. <laughs> so the parents are a lot more scared than the kids. I'm sure, yeah. Uh, he woke up with a paralyzed leg that lasted about eight months, um, and here he is today. And he's standing right in front oh, of us. He had a soccer like game this morning. So yeah. Oh, yeah? <laughs> so you're not just standing. You're actually participating in sports, Baruch Hashem. Yeah. The leg's feeling fine? Yeah. You look yeah. amazing, I must say. Thank you. Look how great you look, I'll tell you. <laughs> Baruch Hashem. Well, the Raff family, yet another uh, family who's willing to uh, testify how incredible... Uh, Azer Bitsiot is. It sounds like they were there with you at your side throughout this entire ordeal. Yeah, they definitely were. Baruch Hashem. Great meeting you and continued good health. Thank you. You got it. Thanks so much for joining Thank me. Thank you. A great pleasure. Uh, that is um, a wonderful uh, session with Adina Yoni and Ilan Raff. Uh, you heard about Ilan's ordeal and Baruch Hashem, he's doing great, uh, which is wonderful. And everybody out there has an opportunity to continue this uh, amazing assistance that Azer Mitzion gives to so many people, not just to the patients, but to the families as well. Go to azermitzion.org, azermitzion.org, and uh, become part of this uh, really incredible um, effort that they make every single day to help as many people as possible. More coming up. It's a Tuesday, a very special Tuesday, as we are on the road in Israel at JM in the AM.
JM in the AM. That's from Yoni Z. It's called Odeg. Gadi Dolinsky is with us. When he was undergoing treatment, he uh, lived in the cancer support home, Oranit, here in Petach Tikva. That is a service of Azer Mitzion. He can speak about the services of Azer Mitzion and how he was helped throughout the entire process. He works in the high-tech industry, but what's most um, fascinating about him uh, for us today is that he traveled two and a half hours by car from Kiryat Shmona, and we know where Kiryat Shmona is, to be here in Petach Tikva today to speak about Ezer Mitzion. Gadi, shalom, and welcome to JM in the AM. Shalom. Thank you very much for having me. Nice to meet you. How long ago did this ordeal begin? Um, about four years ago. And that's when you first met Ezer Mitzion. Um, I first met Ezer Mitzion, yes, and... Uh, in the first treatment, they came in to the hospital here in Bellinson, and they uh, two ladies came and asked me if I want to do uh, some art, <laughs> <laughs> some art or some crafts and some stuff. And uh, I actually, in the first time, said no because I had my computer and my movies, and I thought I can handle this. And in the second time, when they came in the second treatment, I just said yes. It's um, because I thought you should open into new stuff and you should do new stuff. And from then on, I met more people and I got help in many other ways. And I'm very thankful for that. Now, you were living at, in Kiryat at the time as well, right? Back yeah. then. Oh, and to life. come to get a treatment, you mean in this area, right? To come to the center of Israel to get treatments, right? Yes. Okay. So, so someone would drive you at that point to come to your treatments and then you would go back home. Um, actually, I would come here for a month of treatment, stay uh, in the hospital, do my uh, chemo for a week, then my immune system would go down, stay in the hospital for another three weeks or something like that, and then go home, but I would need to come back for uh, checkups every, in, in the start every twice a week, and I would sleep here, so it would be easier not to ride... In the morning, four in the morning, wake up, right. have somebody bring me here, have somebody take me back, I would come a day before and stay here. To some of us, we can't even believe this exists, that they have here a place, beautiful rooms for people to stay and to you know, be local to, you know, and be near the hospital. For you, it must have been a, a dream to be able to do that without traveling all that distance to Kiryat Shimon every time. It's incredible. It's the fact that I don't have to be so tired when I come back home to my kids, to my wife. Um, I can go a day before, sleep, relax, eat. They're, they got food here. They got everything you need. And the rooms are great. Take a shower. People listen to you if you ask. I, I, even, I even got a piano teacher here, <laughs> which, which I come once a week. And, uh, and I have a piano lesson and... They have uh, Pilates for for men, Pilates for women, right. and and you do that the day on Wednesdays and on Sundays, and uh, and even uh, music treatment and s- all sort of stuff that I know. But there's probably much more for for kids. And so they think of everything, huh? Yeah, they're great. How are you feeling now? Um, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling very very energetic and very. Hopeful for the coming 
days, weeks, years. Are there still times when you have to come in for treatments and checkups? Uh, I came in for a checkup. I have a checkup tomorrow. Ah, so you're here. So you'll be staying here tonight. Yeah. Bezrat Hashem. Wow, yeah. unbelievable. Um, you probably have met, because you stay here, you probably have met many families that are getting the same type of benefit that you're getting from Ezer Mitzion, people who are here overnight with their own children and families if need be. I mean, I'm sure you've come across many other people through this whole process. Yeah, I know that uh, usually um, usually Fridays are the days that are most most full because parents sleep here because right. so they don't have a way to get a ride here to the hospital and their kids are in the kids' hospital. And this place helps them a lot. What do they charge you to use the facility here to stay over? It's free. It's free. It's amazing. Just amazing. It is. Inc- it is. Inc- <laughs> I, I knew it was free, but I just I thought thought it'd be more dramatic hearing it from you, which it was. Oh, it Pretty is. amazing. Uh, Gadi Dolinsky from up in Kiryat Shmona, when he's undergoing treatment, he is here at Oranit, the support home that um, that uh, Azer Mitzion has set up for. Uh, for him and his family, how's your family doing? Was it? It must have been very difficult for them to endure all of this as you were going through. Yeah, it. it's been four years, and it. Uh, I had the first treatment, and then it came, and I was home for a year and a half, and then it came back, and I had the transplant, and then it came back, and then I had another transplant, and now, hopefully, this one will work for longer. So you went through two transplants. Yeah. And was it difficult to find a match in those cases? Um, Did it take a long time or not? Um, actually, no, in a, in a weird way because of the this center, this uh, their bone marrow registry. Yeah, and and they found um, in the first time when I got sick, there was no one of a match, and uh, and and after after I um, I had a series of treatments, and after a year and a half, when I got sick again. There was somebody in the System. registry, and it was... So they saved you twice. Yeah. <laughs> and even more than that, with all the services they give. And but With all the help. But Ezer Bitsion has been there just with the registry twice for you. Oh, uh, yeah. Which is unbelievable. Yeah. What a bracha. It's great. Just... It's great for me, great for my family. Great. Did you grow up in Kiryachmona? I grew up... Uh, well, I'm not from Kiryachmona. I'm from a kibbutz next to Kiryachmona. What's it called? Uh, Amir. And uh, I've been living there for all my life. It's nice up north, huh? Yeah. it's A lot of our listeners don't get up north too often. <laughs> no, I'm being serious. Like, we travel to Israel. We don't get... Well, it's more likely we'd go to the south than the north for okay. visits. But okay. people don't realize how beautiful it is up there. Yeah. It's much greener than uh, any other part of Israel. Well, I wish you the best of health. Thank you very much. And good luck tomorrow. <laughs> we'll be thinking of you. We have another. What's tomorrow? Checkup or treatment? Just a checkup. Just a checkup tomorrow. So the hopefully, good, hopefully, just a checkup. <laughs> good luck with that. We're rooting for you, as we say. And uh, vote. continued good health. And thank you for joining me here today. Thank you very much for having me. Gadi Dolinsky telling us another amazing story of Azer Mitzion at America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program heard on listener-sponsored digital radio. Round the world on the web at NahumSiegel.com, on the NahumSiegel Network, and of course on the amazing and incredible NSN app.
JM in the AM. We are live in Israel. We're at Ezer Mitzion. We're having an amazing visit here. A reminder that uh, at the end of uh, March, the last Shabbat of March, we are calling a Shabbat of Heroes. That's in Englewood, New Jersey. You'll have an opportunity that Shabbat to spend it with uh, Chief Rabbi Yisrael Mayor Lau. Um... Chazin Yitzchak Mayor Helfgott, and then on Saturday night, the musical Havdalah, led by Simcha Liner, at Avas Torah, beginning at 8.45 p.m., with wine and cheese and halva. Information about all of this, ShabbatofHeroes.com. We've been giving a lot of information about Ezra Mitzio. Not only do they have their big dinner tonight, but we encourage our listeners to contribute and be part of uh, all the incredible work that they're doing. Go to EzraMitzion.org, EzraMitzion.org for all the information about their incredible work. Um, our On the Road in Israel is sponsored by our friends at Aaron's Casino Farms. Make sure to take Aaron's Casino Farms on the road with you this Pesach for all your Pesach needs. Uh, we are speaking with Ori um, Chazan oh, and his mother Liat. Uh, Ori at one time was... Um, hey. Very much helped by uh, Ezer Mitzion. And um, from him and from his mother, we'll be able to get a perspective on some of the things that the organization helped with. Ori Shalom, welcome to JM in the AM. Hello. Nice to see you here. Nice to see you too. Thank you for being here. And Liat Shalom. Hi. How are you? I'm fine. Thank Where you. are you from? Where I'm do you, from. Where, where do you guys live? In Roshayin. Oh, Roshayin. Very nice. Uh, how long ago did this whole thing start with you and your. And your health situation? At June 2013. Okay, and what happened? Like, why did you why did you suspect that something was wrong? Uh, it was like it was the f- the last year at uh, elementary school. Right. I felt like really ill and really bad. And after a lot of tests that no one knew what to do, I got uh, evacuated to um, to Schneider to the ER. And the day after, the doctors told me that uh, I have a cancer. Blood cancer. Blood cancer, leukemia. Right. So, after a week of depression, in the... Seriously? In the oncology department, uh, some volunteers of Ezra Mitzion come over and took me out, like physically. Slapped you out of the hospital. Not out of the hospital, out of the bed. Uh. They grabbed me by hands, lift me up, put me in a wheelchair, and they took me out to the hall, to the ho- to the hallway. And then they bring in my guitar, and shout and like start cheering me, play, whatever you want, just play. And they start to play and sing, and that's how I got out of depression. Because of the music. Because of the music, and as I'm on. <laughs> I'm not sure changing them. Um, at what point did you need a transplant, or did what type of treatment did you have? What happened after that? Um, after a few sessions of high-risk uh, treatment, that without re- body response to the um, the chemo therapy, right. and without much uh, much depressed, uh, much reduce reduce of the cancer, um, we decided with that I need to go to go through bone marrow transplant right. and without uh, Ezra Mitzion I wouldn't sit here today because they found me my donor and 
I cannot I can't say how much did help for for me to get to here. When was it? How long ago was this that you got the uh, that you got the transfer that, that the they found a donor? We started looking for a donor in um, October 2013 uh, 2000 <laughs> 2013 <laughs> and we found it at I believe November, right? So about a month later. Yeah. What is that day like when you find out that there's a match, that there's a donor? What is that day like? In my in my case, um, it was much more than one donor that matched me. Oh wow, interesting. So I was really surprised and really happy because I know I finally knew there is a way to get out of, out of that. Right, you knew there was hope. There is hope. There is always hope. He can the, choose. But you can choose who the donor is. The doctors can make what they feel is the best decision, right? Yeah. And then uh, shortly after that, you had the transplant? Yeah, shortly after I had the transplant, after all the... um, uh, December. In December. Do you know who your donor was or you wouldn't know that? I know who he is. I've already met him. He's an amazing person. (laughs) (laughs) He saved my life. Yeah, exactly. And at that time, he had no idea who he was saving. Um, he didn't know, I didn't know, so we both were strangers to each other right. when we met. Liat, you seem to have a very positive son. He's yeah. a very, very good attitude, wouldn't you yeah. say? I love him. Where does he get that from, <laughs> tell me? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> what was it like watching all of this happen? What was it like being his mother during that period of time? It's very hard. It's very hard. You want uh, your children to be his, and... Uh, you choose to take the, the all the sickness for yourself and not your That's children, right. and it was very hard. But he very optimistic, 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 right? Optimistic. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, tell me about Ezra Mitzion. We uh, we heard from Ori a, a few minutes ago about the music therapy that was instantly a very big hit with him. What about some of the things that they did for your family? Everything. Everything, huh? Everything. There be uh, there was my uh, second family. Here you can uh, sleep, drink, uh, eat. You can um, take your children uh, to play and uh, to talk. Everything is here. Uh, all hours, all hours uh, life in this one and a half year right. was here. Even even his bar mitzvah was, was here? here. Yeah, yeah. My bar mitzvah was here. We took out the the we took the bed knesset out to the hall, right. and I brought my close friends to here, and my family to here, and all the volunteers and the not shirut. How do you say? It? Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Vol- I mean, it is volunteers. Volunteers. Uh, volunteers. All the volunteers and um, doctors, e- even the, s- the, the medical staff. National service, right? That's Shiru Lumi. Even my doctors and the nurses they all came. Were, were here because it's like five minutes from right, the hospital. Right near the hospital. So right. they all could come. Even the professor of the of the, depa- of the uh, department. Yeah. 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 Even the professor of the department came here to say ma- Mazal Tov. And the rabbi is from uh, Ezra yeah? Very nice. Amazing, I'll tell you. 
So, so not only did they help you and get you through all that, you had one of the most important milestones of your life here at Azer yeah. Pizzio, which yes, is pretty did. amazing. Yes, they are. Um, and it was a year and a half. The entire thing start to finish was a year and a half process. Yeah. That's a, yes. big, that's, a big, that's a big amount of time. I mean, Baruch Hashem, it seems like you're doing great. Am I right? Yes. You're doing very well? <laughs> Almost graduating high school. Very nice. Is that happening that's this year? That's close. Is that that's so very close. It's happening this year, obviously. Yep. Yes. Very nice, boy. Well, thank you both very much for joining us. Thank you. And for all your kind words about Ezra Mitzion. And for teaching us that there's always hope, right? There is always hope. Tadaraba. Thank you very, very much. Thank you. Ori and Liat. Ori Chazan and his mother Liat. Uh, you heard about the 18-month ordeal that he went through and that his family went through and how Ezra Mitzion was there for them. This is an amazing theme that we are presenting on this show this morning. That is the incredible dedication of Ezer Mitzion to everybody who needs any type of, uh, of help uh, in medical situations. More coming up. You're listening to JM in the AM live from Israel from the offices of Ezer Mitzion. Keep it right here at JM in the AM.
JM in the AM. We are here at Ezer Mitzion in Israel, Petach Tikva, in the Oranit building, and uh, we are meeting with Karen Nesher, who is the uh, coordinator at the Stem Cell Harvesting Center. Shalom and Shalom. welcome. Hello. Thank you very much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. All right, now this is what I'm thinking. I'm thinking that um, I-, I saw the harvesting center today. Okay. I walked in, part of my little tour of this building. Mm-hmm. First of all, I believe that it is the only harvesting center outside of a hospital in Israel. Is that yes. correct? Yes, it is. They wouldn't allow it in any other facility no. other than a hospital. No, no, no. We are the only one. Okay. So in this facility, mm-hmm. both stem cells and I assume bone marrow. No, only stem cells. Only stem cells. Yeah, bone marrow it has to be in a hospital. Ah, I didn't realize yes, that. Yes, because it's a general anesthesia. Ah. And so the people that I yeah. saw donating... Mm-hmm. They are donating stem cells. Stem cells only. And that process is much more than just the time they're spending in that chair, correct? Yes. It Describe to our audience what someone who's giving stem okay. cells to save the life of someone they don't know mm-hmm. are going through. Okay. So they first come in uh, for a general checkup. Right. Uh, we take um, blood samples to see if their health is and their health condition is okay and uh, they meet up with our doctors and the doctor explains the whole process from A to Z Um, and then um, if the the blood uh, samples and the the medical checkup uh, is okay they get to the the donation the collection so um, it takes about a month from when they first come in until they donate finally. Right, and and when preparing for that donation, yes. am I right that they there are certain things they physically have to go through in order um, to do it? Yes, they get um, injections right. uh, to um, basically provide uh, an, a reasonable amount of um, stem cells in their blood so that uh, on the day of collection, the the amount is sufficient. Right. Is as good as possible. Yes, yes. I mean, I'm saying all this and emphasizing it so that mm-hmm. people listening will hear okay. that when someone donates mm-hmm. for somebody they don't know, yes. they're going through a whole big process. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And it's funny. That's what struck me when I walked in. Okay. And I just saw them in the chairs yeah. donating on this, what would be the final step of the yes, whole process. Yes, the final procedure. step is a couple is that, of hours, right. but the, the whole process it takes. Time. Because I'm saying to myself as I walk in the room, everybody in here has no idea why they're doing this. How ma- yeah. And how many of them might be saying, not to minimize their efforts, mm-hmm. but might be saying, you know, that they could spend their time differently. They could be, you know, doing of something course, else. Of course, of course. But here they have the opportunity literally yes, to save someone's life. But, but they literally are saving someone's right. life during this five, uh, five hours or the whole process, right. the whole... Uh, Can any healthy person process. donate stem cells? Uh, sorry? Can any healthy person donate um, stem cells? Yeah. Uh, um, Ezra uh, takes um, donors or registers donors from the age of 18 until 45. And if you are already registered, you can donate until 60. And are those the same guidelines for bone marrow? Is that the same um, type yes, of thing? Yes, 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 they are. Well, interesting. Yes. And um, so you've met a lot of heroes. Yes. Before they became heroic. Yeah, I, absolutely. <laughs> although, absolutely. Although you might argue 
that they're already heroes they because are of the commitment heroes. they made to this process. Of course, the commitment is phenomenal, and everyone that comes in and wants to donate is is definitely a hero. It's it's not a small feat right. to donate. And um, what happens once that donation is made and that bag of blood, I guess, is 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 there? Uh, yeah. Right? What uh, happens to it at that point? It goes directly to the the transplant center where the patient is staying, um, and then the um, the does that patient, transplant have to be made within a certain amount of time? Within seventy two hours, yeah, it has to be transplanted uh, within those hours. Right. And um, I, I know the case with the bone marrow. I don't know the story with the stem cells, but mm -hmm. you're essentially replenishing the supply yes. of, uh, right, in the case of same yes. same thing with the stem cells? Yes. It's basically what you're doing? It's basically. You're replacing the bad yeah, with a whole fresh. We're, we're replacing the, the patient's whole immune system with a new one. So it's uh, it's like it's literally giving uh, uh, the patient a new life. What is your impression of what God did in creating the human body? He, cre he created some really <laughs> You're interesting. Asking really, some really big questions. Some interesting, yeah. some interesting <laughs> dynamics to it, right? The immune system, right? Yes. I mean, how on earth did he think of an immune system oh, and one that can be replaced if need it's be? It's beyond me. I, I does really, that, does, yeah. But you ever think about that stuff? Uh, yes, of course I do. But uh, it's beyond me. It's uh, the universe is an amazing thing, and the human body is an amazing thing, and it's it's amazing that the medicine has brought us to this stage that that those don these donations are possible and are saving lives um, so many lives right so it's 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 an amazing thing have you ever seen a uh, a donor and a uh, and a patient yes together? a lot of times uh, there there are um, meetings between patients and donors um, every couple of months here um, in this facility and it's it's such an emotional thing to see. <laughs> <laughs> it literally brings me to tears every time. Any yes. crazy stories I should know about? Um, <laughs> no, <laughs> not that I can think of I right mean, the now. Whole, the whole topic is so yes, crazy to yes. begin with. I don't know if there are any uh, yes, stories that could really challenge um, that. But. Um, there, there are a lot of um, donors that come in and say to us that someone in their family is right, right now right. Uh, a cancer patient and they're there for them and they're there for right. them and if they can save someone else right. with this donation it's like saving the whole oh, world oh I wonder how often that happens that one person ends up saving more than one life um, I don't know how much it happens but, but it, it could it, happen but it could happen yes it could well, happen what a lucky person yes, yes. Karen Nesher coordinator yes. of the Stem Cell Harvesting Center at Azer Mitzion thank you very much you gave us a very interesting thank perspective you to say the least. Thank you very much. Whoever designated you for this interview did a good job. <laughs> Thank you so much. JM and the AM, we're here on a Tuesday morning broadcast as we continue. We are heading back to some great music, and we will continue on the road, brought to you by Aaron's Casino Farms on a Tuesday at JM and the AM. Oh, I never 
J.M. in the A.M. We're on the road in Israel. And SN on the road in Israel is sponsored by Aaron's Casino Farms. Make sure to take Aaron's on the road with you this Pesach for all your Pesach needs. We're at Azer Mitzion. Tonight's the big dinner in New York City. We recommend uh, going to azermitzion.org and finding out how you can help Azer Mitzion continue their amazing work. Also, uh, keep in mind the Shabbat in Englewood, New Jersey, is happening the last Shabbat in the month of March. It will feature Rabbi Lau, it will feature Chazen Helfgott, and of course for the Saturday night program, Simcha Liner will be uh, the center of attention. Donna Fallick is with us. Her son was uh, was um, diagnosed and eventually had a transplant, and uh, she could speak from the perspective of a mother about what Ezer Metzion did for him. Shalom, welcome to JM in the AM. Do we? Thank you very much. Um, first of all, let's start with this. You actually go to the army induction bases to help them swab soldiers so that they can become part of the Azermitzion registry. Yes. And why do you do that? Uh, I think it's pretty obvious, but uh, it's one of my goals to help Azermitzion to uh, make the bone marrow bank as big as possible. I think it's and the only army in the world that would do that. Do you agree with me? I think so. <laughs> I think so. Tell me about your son's situation. How long ago was it discovered that he was sick? Uh, almost 10 years ago. Uh, no, almost 10 years ago, we had the transplant. Ah, almost okay. 11 years ago, he was diagnosed. Uh, he had a, another course of treatment. And uh, we thought that what, that was it. But uh, then... Uh, uh, he had a remission, and uh, this was Plan B, the bone marrow transplant. And Plan B worked. Yes. Baruch Hashem. Yes. Baruch Hashem. And um, was it difficult to find a match for him? We were pretty lucky uh, that way. Uh, I have uh, two older daughters. Uh, they were no match. Uh, but it took us about two or three weeks to find uh, a match after we found out that, that we needed that. Was that through the help of Ezer Mitzion? Yes. Yes. So because of their registry, the one that you helped to continue to build, yes. you were able to find a match for your son. I, I, I don't even want to think uh, where would my son or our family be without it. Uh, without it. Right, without Ezra yeah. How's he doing today? Uh, he's in 10th uh, grade, playing basketball, going to the Boy Scouts. So when he was diagnosed, he was very young. Yes, he was uh, a little bit more than five years old when he was diagnosed. And uh, a little bit more than six years old when uh, he had the trans with the transplant. Wow! Tell us some ways that Azer Mitzion helped besides uh, the, not to minimize <laughs> having found a match for him. That's absolutely incredible. Aside from that, how do they help families like yours in this type of situation? Uh, first of all, they visit the ward in the hospital in Schneider Hospital uh, every day <laughs> and just ask, "What do you need? We are here." And uh, they. Um, they were, they were giving so many kinds of events, like going to the Luna Park, or uh, and also, of course, the Ornit Center, where we are here. Where we are right now. Right now, uh, every time we had maybe even an hour of remission between, uh, you know, races between uh, uh, treatments, it's so close by to the Schneider Hospital, so we came here, and uh, we, we, they have the zoo and the gym room, and everything is clean and sterile for and uh, adapted to to the needs of uh, of uh, children who deal with cancer. So, and uh, we met very nice uh, 
Nice is another word to describe it, people. So good people. <laughs> Some wonderful people. Yeah. So this process would be very difficult without them. Again, I don't want to think where would we be right. without Ezra Mitzin. I understand that. And also this type of situation, and you described it, your son was just around five years old, takes its toll on the entire family. He has siblings, right, as you described. Yes, yes. And everyone is so focused on his health, and sometimes Ezra Mitzin helps you focus on others, right? Yes. We were also in that way, we were very lucky because our extended family came all the way through. But uh, Ezra Mitzion uh, helped us a lot. And uh, I think that there are many more families who, uh, who uh, get from Ezra Mitzion uh, at least what we... Yeah, that's for sure. At least what you got. Uh, you have three children in the army now? No, Tal is not in the army uh, yet. I, I have three children all together. Ah, three all together. Tal is the, is the youngest. Uh, I, my oldest daughter is uh, already in the middle of her fourth year in the army. She's an officer on intelligence. Wow. And uh, my younger daughter... She can't tell you anything, huh? Nothing at all. <laughs> <laughs> Sworn to secrecy. Yes, yes. And the other daughter? And uh, my younger daughter, after uh, uh, doing a year of uh, civil service uh, through the scouts... Uh, she enlisted about uh, four months ago, and uh, she's going to. She's in a few days. She's going to finish a course of a uh, um, bomb instructors. You know, for the. She she's going to teach how to use a bomb. <laughs> wow. She went another way. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Uh, well, uh, you sound like a very proud mother. I am. To say the guilty least. is charged. <laughs> and your son is doing well, Baruch Hashem. Yes, I am also proud of him. All you right. know, and, uh, you know, considering what he went through, and uh, even without that, uh, he's a very good boy. Let <laughs> him know that we were talking about him at Azer Mitzion. I will. Uh, he already knows, but he was too busy <laughs> to come with me here. <laughs> yeah. Dara. Uh, can I say one yeah, more please. thing? Well, I, I want to say that, uh, you know, Azer Mitzion and everything, I don't have the words to describe, but also uh, if I can say the name of the donor. Please, uh, because as long as the donor is a mind. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, it was right here where we met his him and his wife uh, a, a little bit more than a year after uh, we had the transplant. His name is Itzhak Goldsmith. Uh, he's in Cleveland now, uh, but uh, he was here in Israel when uh, he gave the the donation, and uh, we keep in touch with him uh, until now. What you was know. that reunion like, or that, what was that meeting like? Oh, it was. <laughs> uh, we met here, and uh, I already. Um, first of all, uh, the, he and his wife came with presents for Tal, and it was like. Uh, you would think. Are you, you kidding me? <laughs> you know, you already gave us the biggest present ever. <laughs> and uh, I wrote to him um, uh, a letter that I wrote to him without knowing that it was him. Ah. Uh, a few months before that, uh, when it was nice. exactly one year to the transplant. And we got to know each other, and uh, they spent a few years here in Israel. He and his wife both did Aliyah, uh, and uh, we had them over with the, all our extended family for Hanukkah to wow. light the candles. Now they're back in the States, but they came here for a visit uh, a while back, and we met them. Mothers are very and, appreciative uh, when someone saves their son, huh? Uh, mothers and fathers <laughs> and sisters know, and grandparents uh, and also the child himself. <laughs> I can only imagine. Thank you so yes. much for being here today, for Thank sharing you. this with us. It was my privilege. Thank you very much. Donna Falik describing the situation her family went through as her son 
went through that health situation. Uh, it's a JM and AM broadcast. We're on the road. We're in Israel. We are at Ezer Mitzion, and Herman Weiss sits to my right. Shalom, shalom. Shalom, shalom. Good a, afternoon. A pleasure to see you and a pleasure to have you on the air. Thank you for having me. Uh, how long ago did you move to Israel? Uh, 2008. Oh, that's a, that's a nice stretch of time, 11 years ago. Um, many people don't know that there's an Ezer Mitzion golf tournament. Uh, there is. Many people don't realize that golf can be a participant sport here in Israel. Uh, yeah, well, you know, in, in the States, pretty much every Monday in the spring and summer Correct. and early fall, there's <laughs> always some outing. Some might argue the winter also, by the way, <laughs> the way things are going. Yeah, we, uh, we, my friend uh, Simi Chigger and I, um, we love to play golf. We both live on Long, lived on Long Island, or he still does, and uh, we would find time to play after hours, before hours, and try to get out there. And uh, in 2008, uh, when I after I moved to Israel and moving to Israel is a little bit of a, a story, and actually that's how I got involved with Azer Mitzion. Um, I'll make a very long story short. Sure. Uh, we had a um, a fundraiser in my house on a Friday night. It was uh, a rib fest where we there was about 100 men in my house, drinking whiskey and chilling and, and ribs, and um, and there was a false alarm, and and the firemen were coming uh, through the house looking for because uh, the the catering ovens had over f- overloaded the uh, the breaker and the, the fire team came right before the event and this event was scheduled to raise money for Azer Mitzion. we had been introduced to Azer Mitzion as all you know good long islanders and american jews we come to israel and we 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 bring you know teddy bears for Orin and we came in here and we were just amazed at what they did here right. and uh and so we said they don't we're going to bring it back home to the states and and uh and you know raise money and, and this is how we started um we started with this event in our house on a friday night and this was uh i think around december 7th 2017 uh 2007 um and uh, so it was friday night and the alarms go off and it's very frightening to have 20 firemen with their axes fully clothed walking through your house uh, looking for, uh, for for smoke or, or carbon monoxide or anything and they were mumbling false alarm and you know wasted time as, as they left and my wife who at the time uh, un, you know prophetically said she brought the family together this is like literally 30 minutes before we're having 100 men in our house uh, for the event says to the family if our house burns down we're making aliyah that was it. That's what she said. That was the announcement she made to your family. Yes, you were the, you were there for it. it. As those are the words she used, and we all looked at her and we all said, "Okay, you know, we just you know smirked and, and went on." And I said Kiddish, and we had our meal, and then the then the men started showing up. Uh, January eleventh, three a.m. in uh, two thousand and eight, uh, on a Friday a morning. Month later. A Friday morning, in twenty four minutes, our house burned to the ground. Uh, we were all sleeping. We all left. Uh, not one person smelled any smoke. The alarm went off. Everybody was safe. Everyone, thank God, walked out without a, a scratch, without even smelling one drop of smoke. And 24 minutes, uh, the house was down. And then six months later, we made Aliyah. <laughs> so it was Aimbrera. We had no choice. But that brought us here. But now, all of a sudden, I've given up this whole like part of my life because there's only really one and a half golf courses in Israel. I was going to ask you, and about I love that. with my sports <laughs> fascination. I need to know how golf works here. <laughs> so, aren't you curious about that? <laughs> well, yeah, gol- golf works here, <laughs> barely, right? <laughs> they get the job done. So, I moved here. I uh, said goodbye to my golf clubs. I actually left in my friend's house, um, Simi Chigger, and as I mentioned earlier. Um, and he came with one of his sons to do that Thanksgiving week to check out yeshivas right. for one of his sure. sons. Thanksgiving weekend, right? And on Thanksgiving or, or Wednesday or Thanksgiving, we played. 
we, we got together in Israel. Here. In Israel, right. this is the area. The it's actually a beautiful course. Right. They redid it, uh, um, and uh, and we, we said we had twelve people without you know just by just by friends all we had t- you know three foursomes. We had great dinner. We said why don't we do this next year because he's going to be here. That his son's going to be there. And <laughs> so his son, I'll be visiting you. Know, him. Visiting you. <laughs> Let's arrange an outing. Let's arrange an outing. So in 2009, and, and we've done this before in the States, and we know what an outing is. They had no idea what an outing <laughs> was here. And God bless the team from Azer Mitzion and B'nai Brock. They wouldn't know what a golf ball was if it hit them in the head. It's true. But they still it's had true. barbecues in every hole, right? <laughs> so so our first year, our first year, we um, – I'm trying to think about how many people. 24, 24. 24 golfers. Okay. Also, basically, all my friends that they had golf in the in the old country <laughs> and and gave it up here. They had beautiful clubs to rent. Everything we did, everything they gave us four four holes. The next year, we raised like fourteen thousand dollars. The the first year, the first year. I think I think it grows net. The next year, forty or forty to fifty golfers and the eighty golfers, and eventually we we, we sell out. Now we're at 140 golfers. There are 140 people in this country and, who are golfing, and and <laughs> God bless them. They're not bad. They're re- they have some really they're really good golfers. The Israelis have picked it up. It golf still is, one and a half golf courses. Uh, Seriously, like I'm just curious. Yes, there's one. There's a nine hole course. So in you're Gosh. always at the best golf course in Israel. Yeah, we're at Tazari because it's 18 holes. Right. It's where we're used to. We have two barbecues, you know, par- properly situated. That's always a very important yeah. part of the golf tournament. <laughs> it's the only part I usually attend, frankly. <laughs> <laughs> we have uh, friends of mine. Uh, I don't know if you know Steve Adelsberg. Of course. So he's a very big uh, supporter of a- uh, Azerson. Sure. He he's has, at the dinner tonight. Yeah, so he has a uh, he has got a foursome that he's been there from really li- literally get the get-go. Um, and one of my friends, Aaron Miller, who works with Steve, um, he's, he's got to know exactly which hole he starts on. So that he can get to the to the barbecue <laughs> once, twice, three times, and if he gets at the right time, he can get to the barbecue There's four a times. System, you know. It's a system, exactly. The seventh hole, twelfth hole, eleventh hole. I, I kid you not. So, so thank God we're in our. So, if someone wanted to get in now, they couldn't even get in. Uh, well, we'd find a spot. You'd find we'd a find spot a spot. Uh, we we really, you know, we we just it's just we're blessed to be associated with such an organization and such a team um, that you know. It's never it's never easy to put these things on, but but it's just a team approach, and we've been tremendously successful. Can I now? Can I, so it, since we've started, we've raised um, over two million dollars oh, just playing golf in Israel, and we actually have had a, a few outings in the states as well, oh, wow. um, um, based on the success here, and uh, we've actually successfully funded 44 bone marrow transplants from from the hole-in-one uh, golf uh, pool. Wow. Yeah, for the donor pool. Isn't that a great feeling? It never gets better than than hearing that, the news, Dossi, saving lives, saving lives um, and, uh, and if you've never seen a donor-recipient uh, meeting, it, pretty cool. It's pretty cool. <laughs> and, and my son is uh, entering the uh, the army in uh, a week and a half. Call he's going to Givati, and um, and he did his swab, and he's in the system. And I think it's really incredible what they've done with the IDF. And like you said earlier, I overheard yeah, you say it. it's just. Uh, and they never feel prouder of when that soldier comes and gives, and you see those pictures of them. Only army in the world that would do it. Yep. Simple as that. Proud, proud. Where do you live? I live in Beit Shemesh. Nice. I was in Long Island, now in Beit Shemesh. So I, I speak a little bit of Hebrew. <laughs> <laughs> You're getting used to it slowly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, thank God. Well, what a pleasure to meet you. Herman Weiss, uh, living in Israel, but still 
still holding the Azer Mitzion annual golf tournament, even in the Holy Land. And my group, Simi and I, are the reigning champions. So <laughs> you It's make, true. You have to make sure yeah. to mention that, right? <laughs> well, congratulations to both of you. Thank you. And a pleasure to have you on the air. Pretty amazing, I must say. JM in the AM as we continue from Azer Mitzion. It's been an amazing morning so far. And uh, with us is a Simcha Fund. And Simcha has a grandson that was the uh, recipient of a transplant. They could tell us, this is the first, this is the first grandparent to tell us a story today. I think everybody else has been uh, a parent of a recipient. Um, Simcha Fund, welcome to JM and the AM. Thank you very much. A pleasure to have you here. Thank you. Tell us your grandson's story, if you don't mind. <sighs> you know, um, this is the first time I'm back here in Oranit in, in um, many years. Wow. And um, goosebumps. I can um, imagine. Um, thinking back to that era, huh? Thinking back. I mean, we think about it all the time, but right. we, I come into the, uh, to the room here and I think of the, the meat that we had. Uh, you know, after the first year, we had a uh, little get-together with the donor. Right. And uh, it, was, um, it was really very special. I can um, imagine. For everybody. Um, there's a, they made a movie from it, and it's, uh, it's, um, it's very heartwarming. It really is. I mean, I think I learned in the year that we, we took care of, it wasn't even a year, six months, uh, especially in the hospital, um, of, of just people giving. You know, you don't, you don't see the... Uh, you, you don't see the Hakara Tov of everybody. You always hear, you know, everybody's complaining, but when you, you've got a problem or you've got something, just everybody is there. I mean, it, it's well, you look you, back at it, and right. you. Um, uh, the story is uh, uh, very interesting. This was our first grandson. He was born in Israel, and um, it's really almost ten years ago. And I, uh, not nine years ago, and I really remember it as yesterday. Uh, um, uh, he had a, a, a genetic defect, and. Um, and after a while, the, the doctors came to the conclusion um, that he needs a, uh, a transplant. And, um, you know, when they said, well, you have to replace his stem cells. So, I, you know, and I said, well, you know, I always hear those stories about looking for somebody. Right. And, and uh, they said, you don't have to worry. There's, there's Azimutzion. And that's when I first uh, heard about them. And they came up with... with n- I think it was like almost 12 potentials. <laughs> Talk about multiple donors. Wow, that's it amazing. Was, it was 12 potentials. Everyone is ranked with right. numbers. And, right, and, the percentages and, uh, and all that. And the closer you are, the better it is. Right. And um, well, I can even tell you what's more interesting is the story. He, he really wasn't wasn't really well. And in um, he was in Charitzedek. And the, we, we left the hospital once, and the, the, the hematologist said they'd like to see us back again. And we went back to the hematologist, and she said, there's something bothering me. I want to do a few more tests. And she did some more tests and sent them off to uh, Schneider, to, to the uh, experts in hematology oncology here. And um, turns out that um, the one who came to look at it and came to actually to Sharisetic to see he didn't know the name was my brother-in-law who's the head of the uh, transplant division here in, in Schneider. And he wow. came to look and he didn't tell us what he shouldn't have. And, uh, and, um, from then on, it was, uh, it was all the way with Schneider. It was a few months. Uh, we found the match right away. Um, 
the uh, the donor was was certainly willing. Was a soldier when he when he um, gave his uh, wow. uh, testing, and he was here, and um, it was a, a really good match. I think we started uh, came into the hospital if I remember in October. It was right after Sukkot, um, and must have been about three weeks on uh, chemotherapy, uh, and then. Um, and then you see that car at You really see everybody coming down. Uh, my office had sent down taxis every day with people. You have to give thrombocytes because your sort of their immune system is, is disappearing over the uh, before the transplant. And then you transplant, and then a week later the doctor comes in, was my brother-in-law, and says, um, uh, "We've got it's it's growing, it's it's uh, uh, multiplying, and that's uh, you know the big news." That's what you want to hear. That's what you want to hear. And in um, and I was here. Every single day. And, and and this is the reason why this building is so, as you described earlier, right. you walk in. You, you walk in. <laughs> well, well, walk in here is, is, is the, the children stayed here in right. Orenim, here because they needed. And I wanted my son to continue going to school. He's actually now just finished his uh, um, his his uh, internship. He's doing his residency in hematology in uh, Sharitzetic. Ironically enough. Uh, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And um, we um, and we uh, and since then, uh, since then it was. Um, but this building, they they lived here. They were next door. My son was able to go to school. They continued their, li- their lives, and I came here every day. Sat here from six in the morning till six in the evening, um, and uh, just stayed with him. And we have uh, you know till this day a very special relationship. My my grandson and I, um, and we're here um, once a year. We go back to Schneider for a uh, uh, checkup. But, uh, and he's doing well, thank God. It doesn't matter. Sure. It's, it's just behind. It's all behind us. I mean, the only reason I I come back is I. There's nothing that I couldn't do for for uh, Ezra Mitzion. Um, um, and it's not only money. It's 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 finding it's finding people, speaking to people, um, getting people to understand. I mean, it's a it's an amazing concept. I mean, you don't have to do anything. <laughs> I mean, they do it all. <laughs> they do it all. I mean, you really, really don't have to do anything. You're right. We need you need the money to do the testing for just the, the DNA testing, but that's it. And then it just sits and sits and waits till one day the donor. So I I call up. There there are three donors actually. It's a it's a I say it's the threesome. It's the it's the patient, it's the um, the donor, and it's the one who funded it. Right. And um, and those are the three uh, pillars that really without one you don't have the other. And um, and you know you, you go to the dinners or you go to read the story or you read the stories or you see the videos of 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 matching. It's it's. Um, there's, there's no sense of uh, gratitude. A couple of things. So we're speaking with Simcha Fund. Um, first of all, I was told that you have an interest in the hole-in-one uh, tournament, that <laughs> the golf tournament, that, that, that you like to see be a successful event every year. Yes. Um, I uh, have not gone to it yet uh, because I, the last time I tried playing golf, it was very bad on my back. Um, but you do support those I who try. I do support those. <laughs> so. And they usually have these signs near the hole in one, you know, where you. Of it. course. So I have it sitting in my backyard, you know. <laughs> <laughs> that was their big thank that you. Was huh? big, <laughs> I like that. And also, on a much more serious note, there's a connection between your family and Hadar Golden. And our audience thinks of Hadar Golden on a regular basis and prays that his family is going to have some closure. Is, is this something that you could dis- do you mind discussing publicly? Um, my son. Um, was uh, involved was uh, what they call him uh, uh, when when uh, 
uh, was the one who ran after uh, the uh, terrorists on the, in the tunnels. Right. Um, he is. Um, he doesn't like talking about it, and he doesn't like us talking about it. Um, he says that he did what he has to do. Um, my wife had spoken once about it with his permission, in fact, to an Ezermitsiyan audience. Wow. And, and, um, and um, it was basically talking about people who, who uh, again, who do everything for anyone. And, and whether it was Eitan in the, in the tunnels going after, uh, uh, after his friend, and, and, and really his friend, or, or um, uh, someone giving um, bone marrow, or Be, being there for being the there, person. being there for the other, or even we'll talk about the the donor. I said right. the money donor, right? Um, being there, being there, right. being there, taking into account this isn't some abstract, uh, you know, something that might help you. And when we talk about Staka, this is, this is, this is whatever you want to say. This is really the saving life. This is the uh, the one the one thing you could do. And we get we have a I don't know if you talked about the donor pools. Sure. So we have a donor pool and meaning your family, my family, and um, so you're informed every time. You just can't imagine um, uh, the the pleasure. I mean, right. We send it around to the whole family WhatsApp group. Um, that, you know, there's another match. It's for Nachas. It's for Nachas. <laughs> it's it's um, and these these little things come at particular times. For example, um, um, the Friday, the Black Friday, which was the day, uh, Dossie, where she is, called me or on the phone to tell me you've got a match. Um, you know, it's it's uh, a night one. Yes, uh, there was a transplant, and and um, uh, you know, and I, I always think that these are the mitzvahs. These are the things that you uh, that um, that to help everyone. I mean, this is uh, what I, did my what did my son say? He said when he when they asked him, they asked him, so, well, didn't you think what you're doing? Uh, uh, how'd you run uh, after him? Uh, you know, you're putting yourself in danger, right? And his answer, I mean, he was then what twenty, twenty one, twenty two. Um, answer was, um, it's not Israel. That's it. Yeah, that's it is right. And that story, by the way, has been told to us before. I just did not realize at the time that it was your son. Right. So um, it's all it's all the same. It's all the same. It doesn't make a difference what exactly you do. Um, but when you have a match, you you did yours. Right. I mean, I think we have, uh, I see, nine Pretty nine, amazing. Nine. We we mentioned earlier with one of our guests who he, he was told by the doctors, you know, find your sister or brother to to give you a match. He said, I'm an only child, so he said, well then, Azer is going to make sure to find you a sister or brother to right. get you a match. Right. So, right. thank you so much for thank the amazing you. words and for joining us here today. Thank Much you. appreciated. Simcha Fund, everybody, wrapping up for us an amazing, amazing, amazing visit to Azer Mitzion on. This Tuesday broadcast. Lots coming up, as you would imagine, on the network all through the day. Uh, both um, uh, JM Rewind is coming up. A live lunch with Avrami will follow at 11 a.m. Eastern Time. You'll be able to enjoy his live presentation from Beit Shemesh. Tomorrow we are at the Shari Tzedek in Yerushalayim. And uh, we are brought to you all week long on the road in Israel by Aaron's Casino Farms. Make sure to take Aaron's Casino Farms on the road with you this Pesach for all your Pesach needs. Um... Tonight in New York City, Azer Mitzion celebrates 20 years of their registry as they are in year 40 of their incredible organization. It's happening at the annual Gala, which will honor the life and legacy of Harvey and Gloria Cayley tonight 
at the Pierre Hotel in New York City. Everyone's encouraged, in addition to being there, if you're able to, everyone's encouraged to donate at azermitzion.org. Don't forget, the Shabbat that we've been speaking about is a Shabbat of heroes, one where Ezer Mitzion will be uh, highlighted. Uh, Chief Rabbi Yisrael Mayor Lau, Chazan Yitzchak Mayor Helfgott, both at, uh, in Englewood, New Jersey, the Shabbat of March 29th and 30th. In addition to that, on Saturday night, there'll be a musical Havdalah at Avas Torah in Englewood starting at 8.45 with a wine, cheese, and halva tasting. And you can go online to, to, um, to ShabbatOfHeroes.com, ShabbatOfHeroes.com for your reservations. Simcha Liner will be the musical entertainment on that on that Saturday night in Englewood, New Jersey. Uh, and as we've been mentioning all morning long, $50 takes care of a swabbing, which could lead to saving lives, uh, courtesy of the amazing work of Azer Mitzion. Um, if you have a spare $50, uh, you might consider after this three-hour presentation of tossing it the way of Azer Mitzion at azermitzion.org and joining this incredible effort. We have been... I have been familiar with Azer Mitzion for at least 25 years. Until today, I didn't know most of what they do, which is very interesting. We here today we had got an opportunity to really explore through the uh, eyes and ears of people who had benefited from their service uh, all the incredible things that they do. Achenu Yisrael and Achim our brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program heard on listener-sponsored digital radio, around the world, the web at NachumSiegel.com, on the NachumSiegel Network, and of course on the beloved NSN app. And that will wrap up a Tuesday here at JMA. My thanks to everybody uh, who um, helped us today, including uh, Miriam Wallach and Yoni Pollock, who are here on the spot. I want to thank uh, Shimon Weinberg, who I know worked with Miriam for a long time putting together this, uh, this lineup. Um, Dasi Samusi, who's been uh, with us here the entire show, who's been with Azer Mitzion for the last 18 years, and everybody here on staff who's been so amazing. Um, I want to thank the Inbal Hotel for taking good care of us and for all their hospitality during this week in Israel. Uh, thank uh, Avrami and ZK and Yigal and everybody responsible behind the scenes for so much of what has gone on this morning. A reminder, the mega event with Nefesh Benefesh is this coming Sunday. We broadcast there starting at 12 noon. If you haven't yet registered, nbn.org.il. It's in Teaneck, New Jersey, nbn.org.il. Till tomorrow, Nachum Sigal reminding you, remember the past, live the present, and trust the future.